0: lawrence electronics and the california department of boating and waterways and now to bring you the best in the outdoors here's the host of california sportsman Seth hendrickson hey
1: good morning everybody and welcome to california sportsman it's saturday june 24th and things are popping all over the place to hell with that i went fishing yesterday i got a whole bunch of fish we're going to tell you about that later on in today's show those stories about big kings at Lake Berryessa? now they aren't yeah, they are true. They are really true. Oh, we'll yeah. Sepp
2: wasn't sending sunset photos this time. He actually had fish photos. To yeah,
1: well, off. it wasn't a nice sprinkle on the water and the nice reflections <laughs> right. and stuff. It was not artistic. Look it was catching fish. <laughs> You'll hear a lot more about it from some of our anglers today, but from San Francisco Bay all the way to Lake Berryessa and every place in between and far north, they are catching fish. Whiskey Town, they're catching big kokanee. They're catching monster kokanee. I caught one yesterday at Berryessa, 14, 15 inches long, deep and fat. I hadn't seen a kokanee at Berryessa for about three or four months. It's happening, folks. It's happening in freshwater. It's happening in saltwater. We're going to be checking in with Tony Zapulvita up out of Eureka. He's been fishing the Pacific halibut, big halibut up there, in addition to the inland water for all the rockfish. We're going to go to Eagle Lake. We're going to go to San Francisco Bay checking on halibut and stripers. We're going to head you straight out to the... San Francisco Bay and climb on board with Gate Crashers Fishing, who's working possibly even the North Bar by now. We'll find out what's going on there. Stampede, we're going to hook up with James Netzel at Tight Lines Guide Service. Kokanee action up there is going crazy. And according to James, it's only going to get better, and the fish are only going to get bigger. Randy Pringle hooks up with us in the Pure Fishing Pro Staff Tip of the Week. A senior twos is gone. For an eight day trip and won't be back till next Saturday. But Randy just got back on Thursday, I believe, from a great three day trip. He'll tell you all about it. And we've got a photo, I think, being posted that'll show up, and I'm sure it's on his website. Nate Kelsh is going to talk about Lake Berryessa. He was out there with me yesterday. He's been having a great time out there catching fish. Sometimes it's wide open. Sometimes it slows down. Sometimes you got to hunt the fish down. We'll tell you all about that. And Dave Hurley, the editor of Western Outdoor News, hooks up with us too. But let's waste no time. Let's go to the man himself at Berkeley Marina, San Francisco Bay. Let's climb on board the California Dawn with Captain James Smith to start the show today. Good morning, Captain Hey, good morning, Sap. Morning, Kent. Hey, the uh, pictures you sent me look remarkably the same, but they were different. You you mind yeah, you know. mind not
2: covering the deck? You got to give us a different pattern every day, my friend. Can you spell Sep and Kent in halibut? Maybe. Yeah, that would probably get some black attention. and white. Can we see that? Maybe. Folks, take
1: a look at his Facebook, his Instagram, whatever, and you will see halibut, halibut, stripers, stripers lining the deck, James. It's gotta be phenomenal fishing for all of you guys out there right now.
3: Yeah, we, we've been having an absolute ball out here. I mean, since since the first week of April, since the first trip of the year, we've been having nothing but fun. It's just been it's just been a, a a Kodak picture of the same deck shot almost every day. And yes, I should probably mix it up a little bit so not everybody thinks it's the same photo. Yeah,
1: it's definitely not the same photo. He sent me one. Here's yesterday, here's the day before, here's the day before that, and it's just decks full of fish, folks. If you haven't got the bug to get out and get into the halibut and striper action in San Francisco Bay, where it's real cool, it's a lot more comfortable than the valley's going to be in the next few weeks, get out there and share in the excitement and fun of it, because it's camaraderie on board the boat. Everybody's having fun, everybody's catching fish. And that's what it's all about. Plus, you come home with some great meals.
2: You know, Steph, I was really surprised to see James put it, when they put the deal out about, you know, just not a lot of folks going fishing out there in the bay and fishing's so good out there right now. I just, I was surprised. I thought, I thought all those, I thought all those boats would be full, James. You know, <clears throat> you would think so. I mean, it was this tremendous bite we've
3: had this year. We've had like one slow week and that was like a fish rod, rod. We'll call that slow. Uh, Anytime I catch fish on a boat, I I think it's a great day. But, I mean, in comparison to what we've seen this season, one of the biggest seasons we've had in a long time, you would think every boat, everything that was floating would have people on it. And there was a few weeks that there were, but, you know, the people aren't coming out. And I I hate to say this, and, and, you know, I've had a lot of conversations with other captains, It's the salmon industry that drives everything in California. All of our fisheries are driven by the king salmon. And with that being shut down, a lot of folks uh, just forgot about fishing. And, you know, it's a sad thing because we got all this great fishing in our backyard. We've been getting limits of bass. We've been getting limits of halibut almost every day. And um, a lot of great fish, you know, it's just been really good. And it's hard to imagine all the boats tied up, but that's
2: been the sad truth lately. Yeah, it, it, that is really sad. It's kind of strange because
1: so many opportunities pop up out there that people are just jumping on and stick to it. I'm surprised that they're not sticking with this one. And I understand, I, I get it with the king salmon thing. People can't do it; they're all frustrated. And you know, it, I picked up an article in the paper uh, from 1989.
4: It said our fishing yeah, were you game, in it? <laughs> no, fishing
1: game commission is finally <laughs> is closing off salmon fishing because it's out of control and blah yeah. blah blah and they started declaring problems back then, and they still
2: right. haven't done a damn thing to improve it. It's only gotten worse since then. I saw a lady in one of the Bass Pro Shops this week. Except she was buying her fishing license, and she told the the clerk, "Whatever I need for salmon fishing in the Sacramento River," was like, hmm.
1: "Yeah." Well, here's here's a bulletin I got from our friend Dick Poole, who is obviously involved with you know water for fish. There's no question about it. In the last four years. Gavin Newsom has systematically destroyed near 100% of our Central Valley salmon. And i got to agree with that 100%. It is amazing what the government does and doesn't do anything for... You know, who are those environmentals that were raising hell 20 years ago about Save the Salmon?
2: Yeah. No, they all,
1: they all exactly. get paid off and go away. James... We I don't know what we can do to promote fishing in the bay when it is so good and people aren't taking the opportunity other than to, James, how fast does it take to get a halibut when your clients are dropping them over and you're on a decent drift?
3: You know, uh, a lot of mornings here, it's just drop them down and you got to fish on. Um, I'm pulling up to my good buddy, Jay Lopes. He's got a net swinging. I just got bait. Um, he's got three fish in the box already. It's been that good. I mean, we have an up, an up year on the fishery. It's not like this every year. I remember years where, if a boat caught eight halibut, it was a big day. You know, it was like wow. Everybody talked about it, and then the boat was full. Bay was full of boats the next day. You know, trying to get a couple halibut. Now, I think a lot of people take it for granted. Maybe a lot of people just got a lot of fish in the freezer. Who knows? Are there it's a lot been, of people?
1: Are there a lot of private boaters out right now?
3: there's a fair amount, but you got a pretty, you know, here's your mix. It's, it's large charter boat, six pack boats, commercial boats, and then your, your sport anglers. So there's, there's a mix of boats, but there's not a ton of boats. Like uh, a few weeks ago, you know, there was a line going out the mouth of the Harbor there at, at, uh, for the bait
1: at the bait dock. And well, James, I'm just sitting here thinking what we could a do. There's dozen boats in there. I'd, I'd like to see a whole bunch of more people get out there on the boat. Do uh, you think you could find one of the dates here in the near future where we could put together a California sportsman, an ultimate Bass trip and invite a whole bunch of listeners to come out there and join
2: us on the Don too. Cause on, it's, oh, it's, it's got to be it's bigger. bigger the Don oh, yeah, no doubt about that.
3: Uh, I think, I think your listeners would love to do a trip like that. I'd be really excited and honored to have all your listeners on the boat and and I got new doors,
1: so can't. <laughs> yeah, no, the boat's completely rebuilt. I can't wait to come tear that no, he's thing. He's got up. a whole new boat for you to destroy. I know, he's, I can't what wait. He's really, say I can't wait. Well, James, let's pick a da- pick a date this week, and let's announce it on the show next week. And let's tell people, we'll interview some of the people that go with us. We'll do a big deal on the boat, how exciting it is, how much fun it is, how good it tastes, and what a great time we have just being on the California Dawn or any of the other boats out there with Lopes or any of the guys. They need to get out and share it, especially if they've never done it before. It's the bay. It's calm. You're sitting yeah. there
2: laughing. You aren't puking your guts up anymore. No, not at all. That'll be a great trip. And and uh, I know John Caulfield's listening because uh, he's already messaged me this morning. Cawdawg, you're going, so just tell Wayne you're taking that day off.
1: <laughs> and my cronies, you might as well get your money out because you're going with us too. There'll be a California sportsman, Ultimate Bass, and... Uh, our good friend from the California Don, James Smith, is going to put it all together, and we'll announce it right here on the show next Saturday. So be ready, because I guarantee you he'll fill fast after we announce it. And I guess we'll have to come up with all kinds of plastics and giveaways and yes, all kinds of Yeah, freebies. we'll have some fun stuff to give away. Yeah, we'll get, we'll get a bunch of giveaways and have a nice drawing and everything on board, too, to make it all worthwhile. James, now we've got to do this for every boat out
2: there. We're going to start with you. We're going to start with the Don
1: okay i love it well last
3: time the trip filled in about four minutes so i don't think we'll have any problem finding some people to come out but hey let's do it i'll set it up we'll look at some tides and uh we'll get some listeners together i'm excited to go all
1: That'd right we're gonna do it we're excited to go we were sitting we we turned you off while you were talking and we're just sitting here working out yeah we're gonna do this let's yeah. let's go
2: out and have a good time <laughs> yeah maybe we can do it on a monday and drag mark blanton with us Ooh, wouldn't that be fun yeah Yeah. Uh, Might might uh, be fun too. We'll see if we can't bring a couple of celebrities along with us too. Yeah. We'll work
1: on that. I'll bring Kent Brown. I bet
2: if we do the scheduling right, we can have Ish Monroe join us if you're a bass fisherman, mm, You can hang out
1: with Ish. Yeah, let's see what we can pull off with a couple of cronies that are out there. Maybe we can even get the editor of Western Outdoor News, do a whole story about the whole thing. Right, right. Publicize the halibut fisher for all the oh, guys Now out you're there turning in it into boats. work. <laughs> James, now that we've got every, bo- every boat booked, I think it's a good idea for you to give out all the contact information so folks can get a hold of you. And, folks, write down this number because if you can make it on the date that we announce next weekend, you only have about five, ten minutes to make up your mind. If you need to check with your wife, you ain't going. <laughs> yeah, you won't get to go. <laughs> That's just the way it works. So check it out. Bring your wife. It'll be a fun trip for everybody. We always have women on board any of those trips that we've ever been. Yeah, it's fun. James, give them all the hookups so they can get on board with you, and we'll announce everything next week right here on the show.
3: Sounds great. 510-417-5557. Reach us on the web at com. Also, Facebook and Instagram, California Dawn Sport Fishing. Come check us out. Five or ten minutes might be too late. You better ask permission ahead of time
1: and (laughs) call when we announce a date. All right. I'm just looking at a guy through the glass who's going with us. And uh, you're going to meet Nate Littlefield. You've met him before. Yeah, he's, and the, board, fun with he's him. the board op in there. We're going to take him out there and see see if we can get him to puke all day long over the rail. That'll <laughs> be fun. Perfect. James, James, thanks for the information. Thanks for sharing with our listeners. And thanks for giving great boat rides and fishing trips to all the folks that head out there all the time. We appreciate you and all of our cronies
2: that are out there guiding and taking Get care of on planes. board the Caldon. if you own a company what a great you know company building experience to book the boat go down there and go you want to have a, a meeting
1: guys. where they're going to listen and you've Absolutely. got a captive
2: audience that's your opportunity for a nice james living. won't bring him back if they don't listen <laughs> yeah no. what what a
1: tax right
3: opportunity we got wi-fi here you could plug in your laptop
2: and you got a chef to hell with the Wi Fi and a chef and Fi. What more do you need? So get down here on the Dawn. That, that's a great idea. Seth. California Dawn, captain
1: James Smith be listening next week when we announce that date and you better have the number James. Thanks for hooking up with us. We'll talk to you again real soon. We better talk this week. Pick a midweek day partner. You got it. We'll set it up. All right, thanks, guys, take care. Have a great one. James Smith on the California Dawn. I'm already looking forward to that trip. And I know Mr. Brown will, too. You'll be bringing a bass stick trying to get a bunch of rockfish. I'll bring a Yeti. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll have the fillet knife. We'll be right back after this quick break. I promise we'll get a little bit better here and a little less crazy. Y'all stick around. A lot more coming your way.
5: Share in the excitement of a world-class fishing experience, a fishing getaway with friends or a tour of San Francisco Bay or Northern California's coast? With over 35 years of experience fishing the bay and coastal waters, Captain James Smith and the professional crews of the California Don 1 and California Don 2 will put you in the action. The 50-foot Cal Don 1 and the 55-foot Cal Don 2 Catamaran both offer a great fishing platform for comfort, efficiency and the smoothest of rides on the water. Specializing in live bait potluck trips, California Don boats are powered by twin diesel engines with the latest and greatest in marine electronics, sonar, and safety equipment. Heated cabins, comfortable seating, full galleys with hot meals and restroom facilities make the CalDon 1 and 2 the most comfortable fishing charters available. Seasonally fishing halibut, stripers, sturgeon, shark, salmon, rock and ling cod, and of course, crab. There are those moments of special opportunity for bluefin tuna, albacore, white sea bass, and other azotics coming within reach. And the captain will
3: announce any planned trips for those species this is captain james smith if you're ready for our great on the water fishing experience look no further give me a call at 510-417-5557 i'd love to show you bay area fishing at its finest
5: to book a trip or find out more about the ultimate fishing experience on either the caldon one or caldon two give them a call at 510-417-5557 or
1: check them out on the web at californiadon.com Hey, we've got some good news. California Sportsman's now on Instagram. Just look up California Sportsman and we'll pop right up. Check out photos and videos of some of your favorite fishermen, and you can get an inside look at what it's like to be in the studio with us. Check us out on Instagram at California Sportsman. That's California Sportsman on Instagram. Hi, this is Seth. To tell you about my favorite car dealership and the reason why I won't go anyplace else for a new or used vehicle, or for service for that matter. It's the people. Well-trained, knowledgeable employees, top-notch service department professionals, and the best pricing on new and used vehicles. Where? Only at Ron Duprat Ford, just off I-80 and next door to our friends at Gone Fish and Marine in Dixon. Don't get hungry up in that big city shuffle, head to Dixon and check out Ron Duprat Ford. You'll love that small town atmosphere with no hassles and no closers. I know I sure do. Family owned and operated since 1956. It's one of the very few dealerships to receive the president's award for excellence in customer service and sales. When it comes time for you to purchase a new vehicle or to solve a problem with one you've already got, go to the best. Ron Duprat Ford in Dixon, the number one Ford parts and service department in Northern California. It's where I go for all my needs, sales or service. Take the short drive from high prices. Check first with Ron Duprat Ford in Dixon. Find out more at rondupratford.com or call to free at 877-463-5436. Why would you buy any place else?
0: Duckworth Boats. Hand built by highly trained, skilled boat builders with pride, precision and craftsmanship. With models from 18 to 40 feet. Designed for both fresh and saltwater activities. Gone Fishing Marine in Dixon is your heavy gauge, aluminum Headquarters featuring the entire line of Duckworth boats. From outboard tillers to jets and inboards, the Advantage Navigator, Pacific Navigator, Pacific Pro, and Offshore Series exemplify exemplify Duckworth's attention to details. Gone Fish and Marine's trained sales staff will help get the Duckworth boat you need with the right power, performance, and accessories. No other boat compares. Be part of the legacy. Join the family of proud Duckworth owners. Learn more at Gone Fish and Marine in Dixon, gfmarine.com, or DuckworthBoats.com.
6: And now,
7: more California sportsmen with Seth Hendrickson.
1: Well, you heard James Smith talking about how the action's going in San Francisco Bay, just wide open halibut action and uh, great striper fishing. Uh, tides have really some from the big tides they had a while back and are really slowing down a little bit. And that means more halibut are available. Now, I know they're going to be sliding out to that north bar out there as things calm down and out the gate. And they're going to go out there and get some Pacific halibut. Excuse me. They're going to get some California halibut out there. But our next guest, Captain Tony's the pulpit, if I can hit the right button for a change around here. He got it on the phone. That's absolutely amazing from Greenwater Fishing. (laughs) Our captain, Tony Zapovina, joins us right now. He has been targeting Pacific halibut. Those are the big dogs compared to the California halibut. Good morning, Captain. Morning, guys. How you doing? You got a fish on, don't you? He's busy. I can hear him. Something's going on. Go ahead and take care of business. Let us know what's happening. Oh, no. Just rowing out to the boat here in the morning. Ah, rowing. Rowing out to the boat. This is a uh, wonderful little situation I had to do at Lake Tahoe many years because of shallow water out there with Mickey Daniels. But my goodness, Captain, I would think you'd have a yacht to take you out to your boat. No, nope, that's not how we do it here in trinidad we're old world <laughs> well and that is great to know because old guys like me should be living there instead of down here in this craziness that we experience <laughs> tony as soon as you sent me the note talking about pacific halibut i just wanted to know what size range are you getting into what's out there and how fast is the action for those big dogs oh you know in terms of the speed of the action it's been different every day just uh Depends on whether you
8: land on them or not, just like any kind of fishing. Uh, It depends on whether you land on them or not. Uh, But there's days we've had limits of them in uh, 45 minutes, and other days you kind of got to grind it out. But uh, some big fish around. We've had a lot of them over 50 pounds this year. Oh, those
1: are 50-pounders. 50-pounders got to be more than a handful for just about everybody. I know what a a 100 felt like, and I know I had a 200-and-something on. I never saw. It just ate me alive. These are big, strong fish, but tell us, are there any differences in your techniques for fishing for them versus the California halibut closer to shore?
8: Yep, it's a whole different game. We're fishing much heavier gear, and you're fishing dead bait. Uh, We anchor up for them and, and kick out a scent trail and let them come to us, and we're fishing out in about 250 to 300
9: feet of water for these things.
1: You know, I don't think everybody really understands the scent trail Idea out there. Every time you have something out in there and the tide is moving or the currents are moving, it's washing that scent along. And these halibut, you know, they kind of bury themselves in the sand a little bit, but once they get a whiff of something like that that they might consider consuming, they're making the move, aren't they?
8: Yeah, that's right. um Yeah, a lot of times it's a game of sitting in one place for, you know, not uncommon to sit in one place for two, three, four hours and not have anything happen. And, uh, all of a sudden the first rod folds over and then another one folds over and
1: another and another, and, uh, you know,
8: 30 minutes later, you're done.
1: So they saw everything happening and all the other boys are heading to the party. They didn't want to get left out either. They could smell the food and just started moving in. Tony, what kind of battle is it with these bigger ones like this? Is this really tiring on some of the anglers, but the heavier tackle must make it much easier.
8: Yeah. You know, the gear is, uh, you know, appropriate for us. So that helps a lot. Uh, but yeah, another big, heavy, strong fish, um, especially those 50, 60 pounders. They, uh not uncommon to get them almost all the way up to the top. you got them 250 feet off the bottom, and they'll turn and burn all the way back down again. And you got to start over.
1: God forbid you lift their head out near the surface, and you start from the surface all the way back down to the bottom again and doing it all over again.
8: That's right. They don't like it when you pop their head out of the surface.
1: No, that's a fact. Are you just gaffing these fish, or are you having to do anything else to get them in when they get large? I
8: gaff them. Um, I think it's actually illegal to use a harpoon in California, as my understanding. But uh, but so we just put two gaffs in the big ones.
1: That's all it takes. Up And uh, you know what they're doing up in Alaska. They end up shooting them sometimes. They're so big they can do so much damage if they're brought on board a boat. I saw an aluminum boat with about an 85-pounder, and it'd have the seat torn out of it one day by a halibut. They're pretty effective, aren't they?
8: Yeah, the power of those things is pretty incredible. Well,
1: you're also getting into a lot of rockfish action out there, I would imagine. Yeah, exactly. We're doing rockfish.
8: Most days we halibut fish. We catch. Uh, we go and catch our rockfish on the local reef, and then we've been making the round up to some of our remote water spots. And Lingcod fishing's been fantastic up there. Uh, had one that was thirty-two pounds the other day, and uh, so lots of big lingcod up there. How's the Good
1: how's the lost How's the Lost Coast looking? Are you being able to uh, do any traveling down there? Or is it still too early to go buzzing around down in that neck of the woods?
8: You know, I've been fishing the other direction mostly. I've been uh, I've been going to the north. Uh, very comparable fishing to what you see down on the Lost Coast, and uh, but going north has kind of been my routine here lately.
1: Yeah, it's cool. Well, Tony, as you pull off of the halibut and rockfish, how much longer is this going to last? And then, where do you head next? What are you going to be up to after this? Oh,
8: we're going to be here for a while. Um, I'm going to be on this through the end of September. Oh, and, uh, excellent.
1: You mean you're not going to be yeah. running around in Russia or the Ukraine or God knows where taking care of business and catching fish in foreign countries?
8: That starts in October. So ah. we'll, we'll be here uh, We'll be here through the end of September. So, All right. yeah, still, still opportunity to get in up here and uh, get some of these big fish.
1: Well, i got to tell you, I want to have that opportunity. I want to get up there with you, and I'll be talking to you in the next couple of weeks. One of the things that uh, this RV is affording, Marilyn and I, is an opportunity to take off, go on some of these trips, spend the night up there, do a great day fishing, then turn around and drive back in that corporate RV that Kent Brown always wants to steal. I
2: never get the corporate RV.
1: (laughs) Yeah, there's a reason for that.
2: I mean, come on.
1: It's got a trailer hitch. If he was the trout fisherman, Tony, I'd let him use it. Yeah, yeah,
8: you
2: got to watch those bass guys. I don't want to use an RV that bad.
1: (laughs) Tony, real quick, give them an idea of what the shellback's like because you got one of the top fishing platforms up there.
8: Yeah, 36 foot lobster boat, uh, plenty of room on board. It's a real comfortable boat for what we do. It's a great fishing platform.
1: Moves around and gets you to spots rather quickly, I would imagine. Yep, she buzzes right along.
8: And uh, so, yeah. We're,
1: uh, we're pretty well set
8: up, you could say.
1: Well, Tony, give them all the hookup information so they can get up there and share in the fun that so many other people have already done. I imagine the Grossman clan will be coming up there pretty soon with you. And, uh, I just had them
8: up. Uh, they were up about a week ago, I think.
1: There you go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I know they come with great regularity, and they've got a bunch of people they bring with them when they go. Tony, give them yep. all that hookup info. they got to get up there and share in the great opportunities that you've got.
8: Yeah, website to check out is uh, Eureka, although I'm more active on uh, my Facebook page. I don't do a lot on the website anymore. Uh, Greenwater Fishing Facebook you can check out, and phone number is 707-845-9588.
1: That's Tony Zapoblada with Greenwater Fishing, 707-845-9588. Don't miss the opportunity for this big Pacific halibut that he's up there chasing every day. Tony, thanks for hooking up with us. We'll talk to you again real soon. Sounds good, guys. Take care. Have a good one. All right, take care. He's going to have a great time up there today with those clients. Now he's got to get them all out of the rowboat and into the big boat and out for some fun. Hey, speaking of some fun, I'll bet this guy's been catching a couple of rainbows. Let's go live to Eagle Lake and climb on board with Fish Traveler's Guide Service Guide Tim Noxon. Good morning, Tim. It is a good morning, Seth. I just sent
9: you a picture of a 310. We just pulled in here, and we were hauling over here to, Make sure we got our spot to fly fish on the rocks before I had to call you. First cast, 310. Lost another one, broke one off at the boat. Just lost a couple more here, so we're sitting on a good rock pile. We're sitting in uh, uh, six and a half feet of water. Well,
1: I was going to say, it looks like you're about in eight feet of water. around the, uh, around the You can see the broccoli tree pretty clear, can't you?
9: That's actually not the broccoli tree. That's Pelican uh, on our Shrimp Island Point. We're inside the bay oh, here. Oh,
1: okay. Boy, it all looks the same in there where that shallow point comes out there. You know, Eagle Lake, folks, is a phenomenal trophy rainbow trout fishery. And people forget about the opportunities. And they think, oh, it's so far. No, It's worth it. It's worth it today to go up there for a three-and-a-half, four- five-pounder and bigger. Tim, what's the biggest one you've heard so far this year?
9: What is it, John? Is it five pounder? Oh
10: uh,
9: yeah, about so, uh, 3.14. 3.14? Well, I got a three fourteen. That was me, man. You were on board. That's the biggest I've heard about uh, that I've seen, Seth. I heard that. Well, I heard there was a seven pounder caught. I didn't see it, so that means uh, I don't know what that means to me. But and uh, we heard there was a five five caught at opening weekend. But I mean. The fish we're catching up here, if they don't put a smile on your face, then you can't smile or you got no teeth or whatever. Well, be-
1: they're absolutely beautiful. They look like carvings. They're so colorful and everything right now. All the conditions have got to be right. What's your water temperature right now?
9: Oh, yeah. That's another good thing that happened this week, Step on Tuesday, we got up to a dusting of snow. It's 28 degrees. Water temperature's cooled down to 62. It's been been cool at night ever since Tuesday and uh we're down almost five or six degrees on the surface temperature so that the uh, trout are actively continuing to feed in the shallows i'm saying this uh this shallow water fishing is going to go on till the middle of july maybe even longer if you want to come up here and do something you've never done before it's insane you'll uh you, you'll <laughs> you'll have a great time we're catching i don't know we're landing a dozen plus fish a day and missing a, a dozen you know so it's pretty active all day long, and you're not reeling in the fish in two minutes. You're, you've got to fish on for five minutes before you can put them in the net.
1: Oh, yeah, and, uh, and you know, they are alive. The water temperature, everything is in their favor right now.
9: Yeah, yeah, we're catching and releasing, and, and they're all they're all healthy when we let them go. Uh, it's, and, and these fish, these three-pound-plus fish,
1: are beautifully pink, look like a salmon, and excellent table fare. You can't go wrong. Absolutely. Well, Tim... The techniques up there vary widely from the fly fishing nymphs over there under an indicator to dropping nightcrawlers below a bobber to trolling flashers to flashers and nightcrawler to about every combination you can imagine out there, pulling grubs, grubs and dodgers, all of those. What seems to be the most effective for you and other people that you're talking to?
9: Well, I can tell you that the the guys that have been trolling the lake for 20, 30, 40 years are having a tough time right now, and I don't know why. You can see fish everywhere on the scope from the surface down to 25 feet. It looks like we got a thermocline at 25. I haven't checked yet, but trolling's tough with hardware, with lures. If you, uh, see, I'm sitting in the shallow water, I'm sitting at six feet of water. Guys, uh, are our buddy Robert from uh, North North State Guide Service is still trolling the J Fair setups. And he's trolling in water, the same water I am, and keep staying in you know six, seven, eight, nine, ten feet of water, trolling J fair flies, and he's catching fish. So if you are going to troll right now, you want to use flies and uh, trolling flies. And you want to, if you're you can do it on downriggers. You get them at least 150 feet behind your boat, and set your downrigger for two feet. They're right on top. You don't want to get snagged on the bottom. It's, it's. Uh, you got to know what you're doing up here. Watch the rock piles, but it's it's effective right now. The only trolling that is effective, Seth, is shallow water trolling with flies right now. Bobber fishing, I don't know. I haven't done that in a while. But by far, this uh, indicator fishing, the flies under an indicator sitting on rock piles, is way better than any other method right now, Seth.
1: There you have it, folks. from One of the guys that uh, not only has a home on the lake, he fishes it with great regularity. Tim, the uh, action at Eagle Lake is going to last now through the end of the year and well into well, – I don't even remember when it closes nowadays, like the end of March or something like that. So it's you've got a great opportunity, folks. And Eagle Lake is a phenomenal all-summer-long fishery. They will drop down deeper. You will need to get into them with downriggers, except early in the morning. It seems like everything comes up on top for a while to feed and then drop back down. Later on in the season, uh, w- once it starts cooling down again, it's Katie bar the door for big fish time in August, September. October is phenomenal. November can even be better if the weather conditions and everything allow you to get there. Tim, what was the latest you've ever fished Eagle Lake? About... Uh,
9: well, I always hang it up the weekend before Thanksgiving because if I don't come home for Thanksgiving, I don't get in the door. So <laughs> yeah, I, under-
1: I understand. Well, I remember fishing it one day. It was December 31st. Marilyn and I were out there trolling in front of the big breakwater at the south end, and it was a phenomenal day of fishing down there. And those days are still there, folks, for people that venture up, whether you go up in your own boat or you hire a professional guide. You'll you'll get better results if you use the brain of a professional guide up there. Pick it and understand what he's doing. Whether you go with a guide the second time or not or go out on your own in your own boat, you'll have better odds of success because you spent some time with someone that lives at the lake, that fishes the lake, and that understands the feeding. These fish move around that lake like cattle feeding. That's the way it works. And they change from one bait to another bait based on solely what's available they'll come in they'll eat everything they can then they move to another area and tim has got it wired they know where to be and when to be there with the top gear tim give them all the hookup info they need so they can get out there and get in the great action that you're experiencing this morning
9: yes sir Uh, you know you're you're right step it doesn't have to be me but if you've never fished the lake before if you got any questions Hire a guide for a day and do the same thing on your boat the next. And all the baits and tackles that we use here at Eagle Lake are available. There's two pretty good tackle shops, one at the south end, one at the RV park at at Spalding. And you can get everything you need to fish the lake. Don't buy a bunch of stuff at one of the general stores down there. Come up here, buy it local. Anyway, uh, if you have any questions about how to fish the lake or whether it's good right now, give me a call. I'll be glad to answer your questions. And the number is 916 201-4648, 201-4648, and you can look at
1: Facebook under Fish Traveler Guide Service, and I, I usually write a, uh,
9: an end-of-the-week report with
1: pictures and all the good stuff in in the report. Tim Knoxon with Fish Traveler's Guide Service. That number again is 916-201-4648. Give him a call, get to Eagle Lake, get a trophy trout. Tim, thanks for hooking up with us. We'll talk to you again real soon. Thank you, sir. All right, have a great time out there. He's having some fun, and we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, it's time for RVs and Destinations with our friends at Manteca Travel Travel, Trailer and Motorhome. We'll be right back after this quick break. Then Alan Fong hooks up with us with Alan Fong Outdoors right after this.
7: Northern California's newest tackle shop, Bodega Tackle, is located in Penaluma, right on the way to Bodega Bay. Bodega Tackle, a one-stop shop, features high-quality live and frozen tray baits, plus a full selection of tackle for bay and ocean fishing, as well as tackle for freshwater species. Owner Ken Brown and his experienced staff are on hand and ready to help anglers get rigged up. Need fresh line? Bring in reels for a new line at the Berkeley Line Winding Station. Check them out on Facebook, Instagram, and at BodegaTackle.com. Bodega Tackle, open seven days a week. Stop by, and you'll catch more fish. France is the
5: leader Marina. Marine And their new HDS Live Series with active imaging and GPS mapping products are cutting-edge technology. And light years ahead of the competition, Lowrance offers a comprehensive range of products for your every need. From entry-level fish locators to the most sophisticated marine electronics on the market today, they're easy to use and are backed by a comprehensive advantage service program. The new Live Series with active imaging and 3-in-1 sonar combines Lowrance Chirp with side-scan and down-scan imaging, allowing anglers to quickly search fish-holding structures and enhances fish reveal with a higher level of clarity and target separation. Lowrance products provide sportsmen with the ultimate in high-performance features at competitive pricing. Clearer views, less clutter. More targets, incredible shallow and deep-water performance. Lowrance has it all. Check out the new HDS Live with touchscreen display and the entire line of marine electronics at your favorite dealer or on the web at Lorance.com.
11: Lowrance is the perfect locator for you. There's nothing more peaceful than fishing. Just me, my pole, and some bait. Oh, and my life jacket, of course. I like fish, but I don't want to end up at the bottom of the water with them. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways.
5: Best of Awards, Bantiga Trailer and Motorhome has become one of Northern California's highest volume RV dealers. And now, here's Sepp with another great reason to be outdoors and RVing.
1: Getting out in the outdoors is one of life's greatest pleasures. Getting out in your own RV is the greatest pleasure of all. And getting to enjoy the perks of staying in a campground outranks everything. You know, do your research. Pick your campground and your location carefully. But you can even do more research. You can know where you're going. That's great. You can actually select the campsite that you want by going to campsitephotos.com and seeing every campsite available in whichever park or community you're traveling to, whether it's an RV park or just a simple little campground. There's photos of almost every campsite in California available for you to take a look at to see how close your neighbor is, how far away they are, what kind of beauty you have, or if you're looking at the garbage dump. All of those things will have an impact. So make your reservations based on knowing where you're going, what area you're going to, what your campsite's going to look like, and have a great spot when you arrive. So start packing and let's get going. I mean, what's the delay? The most important thing and the greatest part about being in the outdoors at an RV park or a campground is generally you've got water, all you need. You should conserve, of course, but you are connected and you're connected with more than just water. You've got plugins, that's right. You've got power so you can power your RV you're safer and your solar capabilities aren't an issue at all having power makes a huge difference in a big relaxation from conserving your battery powers to not running your generator or having auxiliary power out there there's some great electrical appliances now by batteries too that can get you exactly what you need and accomplish goals real easy you know Internet and satellite is also available at most of these campgrounds nowadays. Some of them charge a little bit more, and others have it free. And they're important for family harmony, keeping the kids busy, the husband occupied, and the wife occupied, too. All of those things are so important in today's world. You've got them if you're in an RV park or campground. But if you're out there boondoggling out in the middle of nowhere by yourself, you're totally independent. A definite plus, you can use the dump. That's right. You can dump your soil, soil. You can dump the toilet and your trash all at the same place, just getting rid of everything. And you don't have to haul it around or look for a place to dump later on. It's really nice having that entire system there to hose down, fill up the RV for the next trip, and make sure everything's empty and ready to go home and get parked for a while. You know, trail systems are usually nearby. Bicycle trails are nearby, offering hiking and biking opportunities for the whole family. And most of these places have a kid's activity area. Plus, there's usually a small store with the basic goodies, ice cream, all those things that everybody wants when they're in camping. And yes, get out soon in your own home, away from home. Back to nature. Jump in the RV, your camper, the back of your pickup truck, your trailer, whatever it takes. Take great chairs and ice chests and all the food you need because you're in a campground. You've got everything at your fingertips right there in your own RV. It's time you enjoyed the great outdoors
5: Further Manteca Trailer and Motorhome catering to sportsmen around the West.
4: We're not the biggest. We're the nicest. The Bob Davis people at Manteca Trailer and Motorhome. Manteca.
8: Fishing, it's fine, but hooking is the only way. We're gonna show you how to catch some fish today.
1: Well, that can only mean one thing: the man himself from Fisherman's Warehouse stores and Alan Fong Outdoors. Alan Fong joins us live. The Rod Father. Good morning, Alan morning how you guys doing yeah, i'm doing okay how about you Kent? you doing all right over there no i'm good Kent's I'm in good. the mi- kent's in the middle of a big yawn right yeah, now all right. he's talking yeah, about he's been, well i knew been we were going to talk
2: kokanee fishing at stampede it was putting me to sleep
1: <laughs> well alan <laughs> no, what, have, what have you been up to this week i know you're running around i saw your videos posted
10: yeah i went to the delta uh i think it was monday and it little had a little tough time on bass, you know, I was catching small ones, and then something just kicked me in the butt and told me to go try fishing the current because a lot of the fish are starting to be spawned out now. So I went out and got in the current and found some weeds on a flat out in the middle, and I put a bill on and had a heyday. day. I mean, it went from, you know, being a poor day fishing, catching a bunch of rats, to catch in probably an 18-pound limit and a lot of fish, and it was crazy because I was in the middle of the slough where there's current, huh. and they just made a different. They made a move.
2: Just post spawn you know? fish.
10: Yeah, they Well, some of them look pretty fat, but I don't. They might be out there feeding, but they're probably post spawn. So oh, I dad. was a
2: little surprised when I saw your pictures with the with the chatterbait on the stripers. Uh, if if anybody would have asked me, I would have said you were throwing a shad colored chatterbait. And then I looked at your photos and you're throwing a crawdad colored chatterbait. You know what? I
10: found out a long time ago that those stripers, their main diet right now is crawdads. Yeah. And, you know, I took Quinn, the kid that works for me at the store and, you know, we were out there and I just had a feeling, you know, they should be out there because I went there last week and I didn't do very good. So I go out there. Tide was right. And, I was smoking them, and you know he. Uh, we put a fish trap on, which I normally catch a lot of fish on, right. and they wouldn't touch. They wouldn't touch it. It was crazy. And you throw chatter bait out there, and every cast you get one. What trailer are you fishing? Is that a Zacco from Yamamoto? Uh yes, it is. I use that, and then that. Um, there's another
2: twin tail. One. I can't even think of the brand name, but most, I was paying I'm, attention to what he was doing. <laughs> well, <laughs> I was. A, I was just surprised. I just, wasn't surprised they're feeding on crawdads. I was more surprised he showed the color of the bait. <laughs> well, yeah, and I've
1: seen that, too. I've seen him slide it across the boat quietly and kind of keep it out of camera every now and then. But uh, I saw the coloration, and I knew exactly what he was up right. to when I saw that.
10: Hey,
1: <laughs> yeah, hey. it's a Zocko, but you ain't going to find that color. <laughs> <laughs> Did you make it that color by dipping no, it in No, Yamamoto
2: made that color for him, probably. <laughs> no, I, I dyed it. Did you look like he dipped it yeah. in redwood stain? Yeah. And no, I, I saw, is that a regular size bladed chatterbait or is that a Magnum? No, that's a regular one. It is. Okay. All
1: right. While you guys are talking all this bass stuff, I got to ask you a know, question. Two things have popped up here. Alan's talking about using that square bill Yeah. and Kent just fished clear lake and didn't use a bill at all. Now, what's the benefit? <laughs> what What is the deal? You totally getting, different bait. Well, what is it? The action? And yeah. Everything that's coming off yeah. of it.
2: I, I fished a lipless crankbait. Uh, which yeah. is for, for yeah. people who don't know what a lipless crankbait is, you know, what a rattle trap is. That's Heck. where it all started coming in yeah. straight,
1: not dancing a yeah lot. Cordell
2: spot, rattle trap. And, and, you know, that type yeah. of bait, uh, you know, I was yeah. fishing Strike king redfin, uh, or one red eye I mean, square, One thing
10: about square bills, you know, you can get them to run two feet max yeah. down the So, you know, you just got to have the right depth. You know, you get one running too deep, you get weeds all the time. So there's, and that chatterbait. Um, Quinn's a pretty good fisherman, but I smoked him. And he wasn't paying attention to how I was doing it, but he got he got a lesson to learn that kid. I mean, I was catching him every cast and he wasn't getting bit and he had a chatterbait on. He had he asked me for a trailer, gave him trailer. But I was only twenty feet in front of him. Why isn't he watching me? You know, <laughs> but he can't see me turning the handle and everything. I'm only in two feet, so you don't let that thing rest. You don't hold your rod down by the water. You hold it up in the air. You know, and this, and finally at the end, I told him, but it is over.
2: <laughs> you hold it up in the air and you wait for the, you, you wait for him to pop slack in the line.
10: Well, I did, I'm in so shallow water. I throw it out and I start reeling. And I only use a five to one gear ratio reel, and I reel, and then I rip the same time as I'm reeling when I feel the grass. You got to have a rod where you can feel it. In a shatter bait, you know, it jumps out of your hand and you feel it quit rattling. You just rip it real hard, and those fish just cream it. What, are you throwing it on braid or floral? Uh, 50-pound braid with a 25-pound floral leader. Okay,
1: okay. That's all I was using <laughs> was fluorocarbon at Berryessa, man. That stuff is yeah, invisible they're... in the water. There's no. I'm yeah. using 12-pound test fluorocarbon. You can't even see it. Yeah, I know. It's awesome.
10: And You know what? I I The tide was perfect, you know, and I could have went the next day, but instead I went kokanee fishing. Up at Stampede. And it, it was pretty fun. We, you know, we caught a lot of fish. I got spanked. Um, Roger was had this uh, little bait that he made with a little blade in the front. He was smacking them. And me and Rick were just watching him, going, what the hell? Uh, give me one of those things, you know. And It is crazy, but, you know, it it's, it was a little slower because the, the cloud, it was, looked like it was about ready to dump when we got done. The last one, Took us two hours to catch when that because when that cloud cover started building, they just quit biting. But we should have been out of there at nine o'clock. But we're we're losing a lot of fish. But it took us till eleven, and
1: the fish are getting nice. So I kind of did everything this week. Alan, did you get into stripers at all? Did you check in anything, or is anybody telling you what's going on out there?
10: Um, I think they're still catching a lot of them up in the feather um the bay's also been good we've been having a lot of big tides so it's been a little bit tougher but the guys like jay lopes and those guys that know where you're know, down in the bay every day they know where to go and they've been catching them and it looks like tuesday i'm gonna head back down there so i'm gonna call him again so i don't have to go looking all over the place
1: well i think you can find him pretty easy james found him this morning at 6:10. he already had three in the boat and was uh had a net waving so uh bites (laughs) on dude hey alan speaking
2: speaking of the feather you know i mean obviously we know verona marina has been closed now for over a year uh drove down the river the other day elkhorn's closed as well what's going on
10: uh i don't know why they closed it um there's a lot of them that are not open right now i don't know what they're doing they got to be i don't know i wouldn't i don't know about elkhorn anyway because there's so many homeless people over there I know. i'd
2: be Park over there. Yeah, no. And so, if you want to fish that area, you almost have to go to Knights Landing and come downriver.
10: There, or you can go up in the Feather and launch.
2: Is there a ramp up the Feather? Yeah,
10: there's a lot of them. Well, I know (laughs)
2: that, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, he's talking about going Uh, to Star. Some of those, but yeah,
10: no, I get it. Yeah, I. You know, I mean, you could go up there very easy. They're catching a lot of nice stripers up there. Uh, I know Rick Teague's been sneaking up there with Wraith, and they've been catching a lot of them. They've been getting some big ones. So there's still a lot of fish everywhere. A customer came in the other day, and he's buying spoons, and I know this guy, and I go, you're on the beach already, are you? He's at Pacifica
1: catching 15, 20-pounders off the beach. Oh, I've done that. That is so much fun. <laughs> yeah, was he everywhere. on the beach or was he on a boat casting to the nope. beach? On the beach. Yeah, well, I was on the boat casting to the beach with Art Roby one day, having the time of my life. Striper here, Striper there, King Salmon. It was it was potluck <laughs> fishing on the beach, man. Yeah, and a lot of these guys do it at night, too. That's Alan Fong, folks, with Alan Fong Outdoors. <laughs> He's got one of the best YouTube channels out there to educate you. and you tell him we're
2: who- going on the dawn?
1: Yeah, Alan, we're going on the dawn. You want to come with us on the dawn? When are you going? We'll give you we're going to announce the date next week. We'll find out already, uh, and we'll uh, drag you along with us. We're going to have a gourmet chef aboard, too. All right. That would be you. He'll
12: go go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we'll be in touch with you. We'll let you know when it's all happening. But, folks, you need to check out Alan Fong Outdoors on the YouTube channel. Just you Actually, you should be a subscriber. He is sharing such great information every week. Alan, tell him what you do on the two days a week that you post.
10: Yeah, Mondays, we're trying to get back on track, but, you know, Denise took off for an eight-day tuna trip. So, you know, we're going to be track here pretty soon, um, where Monday we come out with the learning video. On Thursday, I do the report all the time. So on Thursday, you want to know what's going on, just usually at 4 or 6, depends on what time I get back that day. Well,
1: check it out on YouTube, folks. Uh, Subscribe to it, if you will, please. It's a great source of information. He could use the subscriptions, and they're all free. That's the coolest part about it. So click on it, subscribe, and it'll be right there for you every day when you go to your computer or your iPhone or wherever you get your social media. Alan, thanks for hooking up with us. We appreciate it very much, folks. You take care, my friend. Dealer. Alan Fong with Fisherman's Warehouse Stores. You can always stop by there. Pick his brain at the studio, too. We get back from this. Mr. Mike Ogney's got some info for us. We're going to share right here on California
12: Sporting.
0: Join Gate Crasher Fishing and Captain Zach Medinas for an epic fishing adventure on California's Delta, San Francisco Bay, or out the gate. For professionalism and great service, join Gate Crasher Fishing for an impressive trip that will keep you returning season after season, no matter what species you pursue. Captain Zach believes in the tradition of harvesting sustainable fish, such as king salmon, rock cod, halibut, and striped bass, seasonally, and also fishes white sturgeon. Great for corporate team building, family recreation, or friends just having fun. Book now for the trip of your lifetime. Call Gate Crasher Fishing, 925 7171 71. and learn more at gatecrasherfishing.com. Come on out and experience our difference. Hook up! Since 1952,
7: Scotty has been recognized for product excellence, and their entire line of downriggers and accessories is unmatched in performance and dependability. With full size and compact models available for both freshwater and saltwater, Scotty has downrigger for every on the water need.
11: Scotty Downriggers, isn't it time you joined the Scotty team?
5: Lorance is the leader of marine
13: electronics, design, and manufacturing.
5: And their new HDS Live Series with active imaging and GPS mapping products are cutting-edge technology. They're easy to use and are backed by a comprehensive advantage service program. The new Live Series with active imaging and 3-in-1 sonar combines Lowrance Chirp with side-scan and down-scan imaging, allowing anglers to quickly search fish-holding structures and enhances fish reveal with a higher level of clarity and target separation. Lowrance products provide sportsmen with the ultimate in high-performance features at Competitive pricing, clearer views, less clutter, more targets, incredible shallow and deep water performance.
0: Lowrance has it all.
5: Check out the new HDS Live with touchscreen display and the entire line of marine electronics at your favorite dealer or on the web at Lowrance.com. Lowrance is the perfect locator for you. Now, here's USAFishing.com's Mike Ogney
14: with our Saltwater Bay and Coastal Report.
1: Good morning, Mr. Ogney. I like you again. Now that you're back out of Alaska.
15: Yeah, it's, uh, it was a great trip. Uh, had a great time, and uh, looking forward to getting back up and you hating on me in about a, about a month from now.
1: Yeah, I'll be hating on you again. You can count on that. Well, real quick, give us an idea of what it was like up in Alaska. What'd you get into?
15: Mostly, uh, mostly uh, um, halibut and, uh, and uh, sockeye. There's are a couple of kingfisheries open. The Kisiloth, uh and the Anilchik rivers are both open, and um, and they are producing. But uh, I stuck more to the sockeye side and, and, and the Albut side, and I had a bunch of uh, a bunch of house chores I was doing. I'm getting set up for the uh, for the summer here and getting our uh, cabin opened up for for guests. So I had quite a few little uh, little projects to complete before I came on home. So you weren't hating on me the entire time. You were probably glad that you weren't there helping out.
1: Oh, I wish you were down helping me with my boat, actually. You missed out on a big King Salmon trip we'll talk about later on the show, including... I saw
15: that. Yeah. I, yeah, I wanted to make a point that.
1: of sending you that photo just to make your heart skip a beat. Hey, I know we could talk about Alaska forever, but everybody's not going to be heading up there this week. Uh, I understand their captain on The Real Magic had an absolutely great trip this week. Tell us what's going on you there. Know,
15: well, for all, all your listeners out there, I, I sold my... Uh, Most of my interest in the uh, real magic when Merlin passed away a couple of year, uh, almost a year ago, last uh, September, uh, to a fantastic couple, Jeff and Kim Berger, they've been doing a great job. So I figured instead of me saying what they did yesterday, let the captain tell you how how it panned out yesterday.
1: Well, joining us right now is the captain of Real Magic, Captain Jeff Berger joins us. Welcome to California Sportsman, Jeff. Good morning, Seth. Well, How tell are you today? I'm doing well. So tell us about it. How great was yesterday out on the water?
16: Oh, yesterday was amazing. It was beautiful. Uh, the, the sea was flat. Uh, we went out and saw it on the way out, saw a pot of orcas swim next to the boat, a lot of whales. Uh, we went out there and, uh, first off caught, uh, caught our sand dabs and, um, uh, caught about 50 sand dabs. And then we, uh, hooked up with a bunch of Petrole Sole, really nice size ones. Um then we went down to uh went out to the uh, towards the Rettenberger banks and uh we hooked up with uh full limits of Ling Cod. Really nice lingcod, cod. Really nice lingcod. cod. They were up eighteen pounds. Oh. maybe even a little bigger. I mean they were just beautiful lingcod. cod.
17: So-
1: and uh you had a you had a boat full of very happy people then with that selection of table fare that you just produced.
16: Oh amazing. We got limits of rockfish. Um it was just it was an absolutely amazing day. Uh the customers had a great time. It was just absolutely beautiful yesterday.
1: Well, give them an idea about the real magic, what you got there, what's under your feet when you're out on the water and how comfortable a fishing platform it is. Like I already don't know. I've been on it before. <laughs>
16: Yeah, we'd love to have you again soon. Uh, yeah, it's beautiful. It's a 34-foot a, a uh, Baja cruiser or Baja fisherman. Um, it's catamaran, beautiful boat, full bathroom, um, great, good space to fish, uh, live well, um, just an amazing boat. We supply all the rods and reels and tackle, and all she brings is your lunch and and we go out and have a an amazing time.
1: Well, you know, when you've got a boat like that, it is a great fishing platform. Plenty of room on there. You can you could have a lot more people on board than you you're supposed to have on there. You know, it's a six-pack. And they're they're out there folks out of Bodega Bay having a great time every single day. Utilizing the fisheries that are open, put trolley sole. What a great table fare that is! And then they go get ling cod and rockfish and everything else on top of it. These potluck trips are what fish in San Francisco Bay and outside into the ocean, out of Bodega Bay. It's what it's all about. It's what everybody targets. It's what everybody goes for. You know, Captain. It's a uh, you got some big boots to fill with uh, Merlin gone now. But it sounds to me, according to Mike, that you and your wife are both taking over as captains on that rig and going to do a fine job.
16: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, we're looking forward to it. Uh, Captain Merlin, like you said, big shoes to fill. And um, with my wife and I, you know, together we we, we can fill those shoes. You know, um, it's it's hard, but, uh, you know, it, it's amazing. We love what we do, and we love getting out there with the customers and, and having a great time. Um, you know, today we, we got uh, – uh, we, we're we all dressed up and nowhere to go, you know. So uh, we're on the dock today and uh, waiting for our next trip.
1: Well, I'm, and, sh- uh, I'm sure they will be coming. You know what? One of the things, folks, is you have the opportunity to get out there, but it's also the Bodega Bay area. You can go up there and have a fantastic time with, in a lot of the little bodega shops and stores that are all around the place. Little restaurants, some fancy restaurants, too. But the coolest thing about it is the scenery and just the experience, being out there on the coast in the cooler weather and having the opportunity to get out there and sharing the fishing with other people that enjoy it just like you do. Give them all the hookup information they need so they can find out more about the boat, find out more about you and your wife, and find out what kind of trips are available for them and how they can book them.
16: Yeah, Sepp, thank you. We got the real magic at 707-875-BOAT. Well, you're keeping um, it
1: simple for us fishermen, aren't you?
16: Yeah, absolutely. Boat 2628 and uh you can book a trip at the com online.
1: Well, let's give them that phone number one more time.
16: Okay, 707-875-BOAT. Boat.
1: There, you, there you have it, folks. It makes it really simple. Captain Jeff Berger of The Real Magic and Cap- and Mike Ogney with USAFission.com. Thank you both for joining us. We appreciate you sharing with us, and I hope you listeners will get on board The Real Magic and have some fun out there, too. Thank you, Seth. All right, you guys take care. we got a lot more coming your way in this second hour. I'm going to kick it off in just a moment with Captain Zach Medinas, and then we're taking you live to Stampede for Captain James Netzel. Randy Pringle back from a short-range trip in San Diego with a lot of tuna and a whole lot more. Right after this, y'all stick around. You're going to get hooked. It's not over yet. Stick around for more fishing, hunting, and outdoor action in the second hour of the award-winning
6: California Sportsman with Zepp Hendrickson. Coming up next.
0: Check them out on the web at quailpoint.com. Now, here's owner David Martin. Good morning, sportsmen.
7: Summer is right around the corner. Now is the time to come up with a plan for training your dog, whether it's upland game, waterfowl, working on something specific, working on retrieve, building up bird drive, obedience, or puppy training. Call Olive Hill Kennels to line up a lesson, and we can work with your dog in the field and come up with a game plan together that works for you and your family. We are doing lessons Tuesdays through Saturdays from 8 to noon. Give us a call with any questions or to line up a lesson at 530 735 6217 or check us out at olifieldkennels.com.
18: Lorance is the leader in marine electronics design and manufacturing. And their new live series of fish finders are state of the art for today's anglers and light years ahead of the competition. From entry level finders to the most sophisticated Lorance electronics on the market, Fisherman's Warehouse Mega Stores in Manteca, Sacramento, and Fairfield have it all. And their trained sales staff will help you find the exact unit you need. Fisherman's Warehouse and Lowrance Electronics, providing sportsmen with the ultimate high-performance fish-finding features and the best possible pricing. Check out the new Lowrance Live and the full line of Lowrance products at your favorite Fisherman's Warehouse location.
14: For high-thrust power, performance, and portability, pick up the Yamaha T9.9 High-thrust 4-stroke. Its streamlined design is up to 12% lighter than previous high-thrust models. Still, it delivers up to twice the thrust of comparable 2-strokes. It's the perfect kicker and a great choice for sailboats, john boats, or deep Vs. Any small craft that begs maximum muscle in an efficient, lightweight package needs the Yamaha T9.9 high thrust four stroke. Pick one up at Bucks Outboard 2750 47th Ave in Sacramento. Family operated for over 50 years, Bucks carries the full line of Yamaha parts and accessories and has service you can count on. Bucks Outboard, the sportsman's choice. 916 428 3917 or bucksoutboard.com.
7: Hi, Lenny Lapitta here for Bucks Outboard. I'm inviting you to come down and check out our full line of Yamaha Outboards. Great deals going on right now. You can catch us on the web at www.bucksoutboard.com or give me a call at 916-428-3917. I'll be
1: waiting for you. Hey, we've got some good news. California Sportsman's now on Instagram. Just look up California Sportsman and we'll pop right up. Check out photos and videos of some of your favorite fishermen and you can get an inside look at what it's like to be in the studio with us. Check us out on Instagram at California Sportsman. That's California Sportsman on Instagram. I got a garage full of fishing tackle, and every time I get out on the water, I realize I forgot something
3: important. But I never forget my life jacket. I make sure my buddies wear theirs, too. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways.
1: Now, more California sportsmen with Seth Hendrickson. Hey, welcome back to California Sportsman. Well, here's what's coming up in our second hour. In just a minute, we're going to kick it off with Gate Crashers Fishing Adventures. Chasing stripers in halibut in San Francisco Bay. We'll go live on the water with Zach Medinas. And then we're heading up to Stampede, where phone service is a little questionable right now. We'll hook up, hopefully, with Captain James Netzel of Tide Lines Guide Service. He's back for the summer working Stampede down here. We'll talk to him, find out what the action's like. And I've already told him I'm going to meet him up there and fish, too. And he it'll only get better and the action is going to get better at at Stampede, and the fish are going to get bigger. Then we're hooking up with Randy Pringle, the fishing instructor. He's back from a three-day tuna trip out of San Diego, and he's filling in for Senior Tuna because he's on an eight-day tuna trip. Why aren't any of you on these tuna trips? Then Nate Kelsch from Big Nate's Guide Service hooks up with us, talking about Lake Berryessa. We fished out with him yesterday, back and forth along the shorelines up at Berryessa, and we'll tell you all about that trip Travis Morgan from Guns Fishing and Other Stuff's got a great pre recorded segment for you. And I'll have a segment on Lake Berryessa action from a fishing trip I took yesterday up there. And then Dave Hurley, the editor of Western Outdoor News, hooks up with us too. We've got lots coming your way in this hour. Let's waste no time. Let's go live right now to the decks of captain zach medinas and gatecrasher fishing adventures they're sitting probably in the water off of fisherman's wharf someplace right now but let's find out where good morning captain hey good morning seth how are you where are you hanging this morning oh we're over off uh treasure island
17: and uh (laughs) good thing you i got a hold of you when i did i we just Put a big uh, leopard shark back in the water but uh yeah those things are
1: always fun i love catching leopard shark they're a good fun thing to catch you can release them pretty easily you can catch them pretty easily and the neatest thing about it, it's a great fish for the kids to catch when you've got some youngsters out on board the boat it's a good tussle it's a beautiful good looking fish and, and captain, captain jack fiddleton made them edible so they're you know they are edible yeah they're that not bad, bad. Somebody's catching a fish on board right now. What do you got going, Zach? Hold on, one second. Uh, real, real, real.
17: <laughs>
1: Hold, Hold on, a it. Hold on, we're, we're doing on. radio, Zach.
2: Yeah, he's,
1: he's he's got a client down there. I heard somebody yeah. say something. So I,
2: I thought he said he had a bass.
1: I don't know, hook it or They Might have a striper or something. Something was going down. Yeah, I think it's a, I think it I think it's a bass. Well, you got a good bend anyway, to it. She, Virginia's
17: got it under control. She's got the back deck. We got a, we got a lady trip today, so we got a bunch of women down here from Ukiah. And uh, one, of, one of them was telling me last year she caught a Dorado up there around Fort Bragg. That's pretty cool.
1: Well, that is pretty cool to get them up there. But, you know, they run all over the place up in that neck of the woods occasionally. And uh, this year could be a different year for a lot of species coming our way and your way, too. Who knows what's going to come up this year?
17: That's right. I can't wait for rock cod to open up, and uh, we're enjoying the space issue, but, you know, rock cod's opening up middle of next month, so we're excited about that. And, you know, getting out and getting a limited rock cod and maybe doing some drifts off the uh, north bar when that get, gets going too for Halibut.
1: For those of you in the Bay Area, Zach's working out of the Fisherman's Wa- oh, Fisherman's Warehouse. Fisherman's Wharf area out there starts with a W. Sounds different. You know, that, you're in a great location right there along Angler's Row. There's no doubt about that. But, boy, you're right on top of the fish. You don't have far to travel either when you head out of there, do you?
17: No, that's a nice thing. And, you know, a lot of times uh, there's a lot more people fishing the bay this year, and it's keeping the bait guys pretty busy trying to keep it in stock. And they've been doing a great job, but there's been a few times they've run out. So, you know, we're right by the bait. So a lot of times, even before the clients come, we already go ahead and make bait. We get bait and uh, have everything ready when they come. That way – if there is some rare chance that they run out,
1: it's <laughs> it doesn't run out on our trip, you know? Absolutely. You know, live bait is obviously the way to go about things, and uh, I noticed you've been moving around. You were fishing over by Alcatraz, too. A lot of action going on there, and uh, that's traditionally been a place that holds a little bit bigger halibut, or at least it did for me. Is that still the case?
17: That is still the case. Um, Alcatraz, Angel Islands, even uh, Chrissy Fields, you know, you get a little bit of deeper water, and... I don't know what it is, those locations they do hold the uh larger grade of halibut and right now we're just starting to get into a good trend as far as the tides go. Things are starting to slow down. We have been fishing a lot of larger tides. Uh that that's kept us in the shallower water and those are a lot of, you know, legal fish to take home and, and enjoy. But, you know, when the things slow down you get in that deep water, you see the really big fish. So that's we're really excited about that. That's what we're moving into right now.
1: I did a drift along Chrissy Field one time and uh we ended up just spanking them with some of the biggest halibut that we'd ever caught out there, like 25, 30 pounders. We had like four or five of them. And it was just absolutely amazing to see that many in 12 to 15 feet of water.
17: Yeah. I had a great memory. Uh, when you said that, it, it was, uh, Zeke Grader, his, his nephew, Nate Grader, Zeke Grader, he, uh, he's not remember the name of the organization, but, um, uh, you know, he's, he, it's, it, it, it was, if we did have a union for commercial fishermen, that definitely was it at the time. And, we, he used to fish with me, his nephew, a lot. and we, we whacked him really good. Just nothing but big fish and kind of deeper, too, you know, like 45, 50, Right there
15: on the back, right there.
1: Another 45. fish.
17: That one right in front of you.
1: Sorry about that. That's what we're here for. I want to know about stuff like
17: that. <laughs> you yeah, know I love it. I love this. I love the back of this sparrow you know, I got this big, wide window, and it's like watching a <laughs> – I get to watch the show. It's like a flat-screen TV. I get to watch a <laughs> fishing show, and – you know, Virginia can only see so much. Hold on a minute. Yeah. I think she's got a halibut. Hold on one
2: second. <laughs> Pretty good action down there.
1: I'll tell you what. He is so fortunate. That he's got another captain on board with Virginia Hold Salvador working I see with
19: me. him. I he keep rolling. Get in the just slow
7: and steady. Don't pull his head out of the water.
1: Yeah, otherwise you'll be fighting them all over again.
17: <laughs> yeah. I know. I get people on the boat and they're like, oh, these things don't fight that hard. I say, I want to see all their best moves when they're in the
2: net. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We'll uh, fight them up here on the
1: deck. Halibut, feel that open air and non-water. And the only thing they do is fight to get right back down to the sand. That's tr- That's so true. Yeah. You know, um, we're
17: doing full day and of course we we're doing half day trips. It's kind of a San Francisco thing. So a lot of people like come out and get a half a day in and, uh, with fishing being the way it is, you got a good shot of getting a limit and a half day trip. And also, as you said, um, wrapping up your trip with some clam chowder, or some cioppino. There's a lot of good places to eat. Of course, you guys already know my favorite scomas. And it's just walking distance from the boat. So if you want a different experience, come out to the city. Uh, some people say you don't like to get driving all the way to San Francisco, but that's where the bait is, whether you're coming by boat or by truck yeah, or
1: you're, car. You're going to be there one way or another, folks. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> Well, Zach, give them all the hookup information they need so they can get out there and share in this great action going on. For sure.
17: Uh, You can get a hold of us at GateCrasherFishing.com. Social media, Instagram and Facebook, same name. Also, you can give me a call. I like phone calls, 925-497-7171. Yeah, give us a call. We'd love to get you out.
1: See what it's like being a captain, folks. You sit there and you look through the big window and you make sure that your co-captain is doing everything correctly.
2: <laughs> Thank God he's got a good co-captain. He's
1: got a great one. Virginia Salvador, Captain Virginia Salvador, backing him up in the out there on the water. Zach, thanks for hooking up with us and sharing with our listeners. We appreciate it. And, folks, get out there, have some fun, catch some fish. That's what it's all about. Take care, Zach. Awesome. Thanks for having me on the show. All right. Let's get moving right along. Let's head up to Stampede. Let's see how the cell phone signal is up there. Let's hook up with the man himself from Tide Lines Guide Service. Captain James Netzel joins us live. Kokanee fishing at Stampede. Good morning, James. Well, you found, you found the spot, but you sound a little merciless there. You're a little gravelly. What's going on?
19: I'm doing the best I can. Uh yeah, I've been out here about a half hour, got three company in the box. you're coming uh, in perfect
1: two. right now. You're coming in perfect. Tell us what's happening. Okay.
19: So I uh been out uh been here for about a half hour, got three in the box, lost two. Uh fishing fifty to sixty feet deep. I only got two rods because my clients decided to sleep there. I'm out here at uh, o'clock.
1: Late start for his clients. They're not going to be there until 8 this morning. Probably partied last night.
19: Yeah, they called me at 11.30 last night and said they were going to be late. They, they just got in. Yeah, you know, right. I can hear <laughs> the music in the background. <laughs> well, that's the way
1: it works. James, uh, your note to me was, uh, it's okay. You don't have to come next week. It's going to get even better. Tell our listeners what's happening up there that's going to make things better.
19: Yes, yeah, so the first full moon in June always screws the bite up. You know you go from twenty fish an hour to about ten to five to ten fish an hour when that full moon hits and it and it slowly picks back up. We're probably about we're probably in that ten to fifteen fish an hour right now, and we'll get back into that twenty fish an hour uh
1: shoot. How about the size of the fish that you're getting into? All
19: right, we've lost him at that point.
2: All right, we're gonna. I mean, well, dump. I saw the fish that Alan had up there, and he had some really good no, size they're getting, fish.
1: They're getting some fat 14s, and Alan said, and I'm sure Netzel would say the same thing. Up to almost 16 inches right yeah. now. That's going to produce a 16 going to be 19 probably inches at the spawn. That's a good size coconut no matter where you are. Yeah. Maryland caught the biggest one at Whiskeytown about 15 years ago. It was 19 and three quarter inches. So that was a monster. And we're just talking about every fish being 19 at Stampede this coming year.
2: Yeah, that's, I mean, and, and, you know, when you talk to a lot of these guys that are doing bullards or they're doing, you know, party, they're doing a lot of the other lakes, you know, they're talking about 10 to 12 inch fish. Heck, those are, those are awesome fish for Stampede. Plus, uh, you know, here, I saw the weather report set, you're going to be out of the heat. At Stampede because yes. it's coming. It's, well, that's it's one. It's of the pl- that's
1: one of the first places I want to take off. That's why I was checking your availability. I want to go up there for a couple of days with Maryland. Kick back, go fishing with James. He's invited us up for a day. Go fishing, come back to the RV, kick back. Maybe go out to dinner in Truckee or something. And then yeah? spend the next day there and drive home late afternoon or evening. And just have a wonderful time away in that corporate RV I keep paying for. Well, it.
2: see, there you go. You need to do that, but uh, it, you know, and and God forbid you drug your own boat up there. That's for sure. <laughs> no,
1: when I can go fishing with one of our guides, I'm exactly do that. right. It's much much
2: easier. Well, Tightline's guide service is how you hook up with uh, James Netzel. Get up there; he's going to be guiding at Stampede all summer, isn't he? Yes, and I've got his number right here. You can reach him at nine one six two eight
1: four. 3089. That's nine one six-284-3089. Tight lines guide service, Stampede kokanee Fishing. And James, I know you'll be listening to this later on. You came in perfect till you went click and we're gone. Yeah. You you were in the perfect range behind the island. It's a great place to make quit, phone calls. I
2: think when he quit guiding up there, he got rid of his satellite phone. Set. He
1: can't find it. That was one of the texts oh, I got this perform- week.
2: I can't find the damn thing. I'll get. I'll,
1: I'm hoping for the best.
2: Yeah, you well, don't use that satellite
1: phone all the time. That's yeah, a fact. Let's take a quick break right now. When we come back, the man himself, the fishing instructors. Oh, Kent's going to do gun owners before we leave. Well, but we're, we're so going to be hooking up with Randy Pringle in just a minute. I'm excited to hear what he said about his three day fishing on tuna. We haven't even talked yeah, about it. Never let's got do, to go do that, but the legislature
2: is one deals. step closer to passing AB 28. It'll add an additional 11% excise tax <clears throat> on the purchase of all firearms and ammunition. So, uh, yeah, perfect. Hope it's, that well, one fails. Yep. Gun owners of California and their partners are already coordinating to file a lawsuit to make sure this tax never sees the light of day, but make sure you're supporting them as they fight for you by joining uh, Gun Owners of California at their website, gunownersca.com. Winner 25 of the 2023 Gun Owners of California, 52 Guns, 52 Weeks Raffle. Ticket number 963, Julie Toller of Cedro California. Julie, you've got a Smith & Wesson M&P 40 Shield Pistol in 40 S&W. Uh, they're going to be giving you a call, sending you out to Shooter's Pro Shop, Guns Fishing and other stuff in Vacaville to do all the proper paperwork on your firearms.
3: it. Yeah,
5: fish man. with the best captain steve mitchell of hooked up sport fishing call and book your trips at 707-655-6736 or check the website at hookedupsportfishing.com isn't it time you got hooked up no one makes a more reliable powerful and efficient lineup of outboard motors than mercury marine
18: If you spend more time telling the one-that-got-away stories instead of showing off giant fish pictures, get to Fisherman's Warehouse and grab some Gamakatsu hooks. Gamakatsu has hundreds of hooks for every technique, and Fisherman's Warehouse has the full selection. Change to the world's sharpest hooks from Gamakatsu, improve your fish catching, and end the lost fish stories. Fisherman's Warehouse in Sacramento, Manteca, and Fairfield all carry a full selection of Gamakatsu hooks for every fishing application. Stop in today or shop online at fishermanswarehouse.com. It's time
14: for Pure Fishing's Pro Staff Tip of the Week. Brought to you by Berkeley, Penn, Abu Garcia, and Shakespeare, manufacturers of the finest in fishing tackle and related products. Turn up the volume and listen close. We're sharing tips, techniques, latest innovations, the newest products and legendary fish catching tactics from cold water, warm water and saltwater pros. They'll tell you how they did it with a little help from their friends at Berkeley, Penn, Abu Garcia and Shakespeare. All you have to do is pay attention
1: and then go fishing. And joining us in the Pure Fishing Pro Staff Tip of the Week, the man himself, the fishing instructor Mr. Randy Pringle joins us. Good morning, Randy.
7: Yeah, I got to do my first tuna trip. Never done it, always wanted to do it, and I live, and I can tell about it.
1: Well, I'll tell you what. I know a few people that have the ability to talk and communicate, of which you are one. Tell them about the trip. You know, uh, Steve Carson, uh,
7: he told me a long time ago, I need to do one of these things. So because I'm part of the Pure Fishing staff, I've been saving uh, some of my budget throughout my time there, and buying the right property, and the right reels, and the and the and the the light baits, and everything I could think about needing. And then I had a friend come over and say, "You went too far. You're only going to need this, 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 and this." Is <laughs> because <laughs> it, it, we as anglers, uh, I know Kent doesn't have any bass rods on the deck of his boat. Typically, not very many, <laughs> dude. I, I have.
2: So- Thirty-one rods in the Ranger when I left for Clear Lake. <laughs> yes, because people ask me how many rods you have in your boat. I said thirty-three. You had thirty-one.
7: I had thirty-three. Thirty-one. Because I had more spinning rods than you did. Right. It's because I had a client. Right. But when you're doing something like that, and it is going to be expensive, so here's one of the things that you can do. They always have equipment on the boat. Now, everybody says most of the boats don't have good equipment. That is not true on some of the better boats and if you get a better boat you're going to get good good equipment you know like james smith has great equipment he uses pin reels on that boat fathoms and so when you're dealing with something like that they're not going to want you to lose that fish they're doing everything and their power i'm watching them guys crochet when my line is tangled up with another person's line and, and they, we both got fish on and they're crossed over and they've done the promenade around the wall, around the deck of the boat and I'm battling the fish for 30 plus minutes, their whole job is to make sure that you get yours untangled. And then it tangles up with another person's rod that doesn't have a fish on it. And so it's one of those adventures that I made two mistakes. Number one, thinking when he says the night bite is red hot, you guys are gonna wanna stay up. Well, I did for twenty four hours. I never <laughs> felt bruised, oh, man battered. I I look like a zombie at five in the morning the next day, just looking straight. They go, Pringle, you all right? Um,
2: no. No, I'm old. I'm, I'm old, and I have fished too long. I'm hurting, and I'm hungry. <laughs> Sore, I'm hungry. I need to lay down. Has anyone well. seen my Motrin?
7: <laughs> Dude, I had a bottle of them. I know. <laughs> all right, <laughs> Randy, Randy. There's That's a photo.
1: The fo- th- there's a photo of you that you sent me where you're kind of like, "Take a look at this." With your hand out over a deck full of fish. Tell our listeners about that little shot.
7: You know, they took all the fish and they laid them on the deck because now coming into port. And they're going to take those fish and they're going to line them up on cones, so then you can take them to the processor. And so I'm I'm leaning over this group, and there's 60 some odd, and I think our boat to make the full limit would have been 80, and we were at 60 plus, and everybody lost fish, everybody broke off fish, and uh, the day bite was the bite, so uh, the fly line bite, and so one of those things that when people don't ever do something like this realize a fish is a different thing it swims and it changes daily so when the captains are telling you that it was a night bite that's because that's what it was and it changed instantly for us the night bite went from nine nine fish the, uh, then 50 fish that the day before the, the week before and so when we got there the day bite turned red hot i mean we had The the picture I showed you and you put in bloody decks is because there was five or six people on the back of the boat all had fish on at the same time. And it was just – and you didn't want to put your line in the water because there's only so many deckheads on the boat.
1: Yeah, and and they have have vision and can undo knots and twists at 15 feet away, which I will never be able to understand – Over the rod, underneath this one, around this guy over here. Now, step over this. Now, Oh, there you go. Here you go. Here's your fish. They're
7: asking me to put my rod next to the other rod. And I'm going, what? Now, I don't do that on my boat. I want to separate them. So they want to know where the line is related to
1: where they are
7: masters at crocheting. I tell you what, they can knit a sweater right there and there. I'm telling
1: you. Well, you had a great overall trip, obviously. It it, looked to me like over a
7: hundred. the people on that trip, I met a guy named Mike, and, and we, you know, he and I just, we sat and ate dinner together. We talked a little bit, and just the groups that you meet, and there was three ladies that were the, the bomb. They were phenomenal. They all three caught fish. One was, I call her a studette, because that little lady caught them and kept catching them, and I was like, dude, I can't keep with this young girl. She's whooping them, and... Uh, so, it just realized that when you go on one of those trips, go there for one major reason—to look at and learn how to do this, be with good people—and you will come out of there with phone numbers, friendships, and because it's all about the camaraderie of the boat. And I don't think there was one person that I said, "You know what? That person needed to go overboard."
1: Not one person. No, they were saying it was that just about a you. Great trip. They were saying that about you. You know, man. that
2: means you were so that I
1: was person. the guy. You're right. <laughs> I was the guy. It wasn't that I could
7: pick on them. They were looking at me going,
2: Dude, this guy right here, he's gotta go. He's gotta go. Yeah.
7: But so Shark your pure bait. fishing tip of the week is it's real simple. If you were gonna buy one rod and if you were gonna go on a three day, borrow the bigger stuff, get one one reel, make it a twenty five hundred and use it for your fly line reel. That's your pin. You could get a torque, depending on your what you have in your bank account, which is a great reel. When I had my torques, they were all looking at them going, This is the one I really wanted. Because it's the highest level of the pin reels. Or you go a fathom. And that's what most people had because they do the job. Pin has categories for everybody in everybody's pocketbook. So they start at all the warfare the all the way up to the torque and you can go to international it, it is that easy Penn has it all for you guys so if you're going to buy one reel go with the fly line reel take it down to your f- people over at fisherman's warehouse and they'll spool it up for you that's what i did made my job so much easier when you have that relationships and family in the fishing industry
1: Randy Pringle, the fishing instructor, back from a three-day trip down in San Diego, chasing tuna, had an extremely successful trip, and they are posting that up on our Instagram for California underscore sportsman right now, so you'll be able to see the photo that we're talking about. Randy, thanks for sharing with our listeners. Thanks for coming back, and we will talk to you real soon. Glad you had a great trip. Thank you, sir. Thank you, guys. You guys have a great day, and uh, hey, best wishes going forward. Randy Pringle, the fishing instructor, just an absolutely great guy with solid information and he went down and did something that I'm chicken to do, but I'm yeah, going to do it when three of these, day might not They got a day so and a half. They got those day and a half. Yeah. I don't mind catching 5 instead of 50. <laughs> You hey, won't
2: need as many Motrin.
1: <laughs> I had an opportunity yesterday to fish right next to our next guest. We're actually, we were across the lake from each other, but we passed each other many times during the day. I headed up to Barryessa and fished uh, next to Nate Kelt with Big Nate's Guide Service. And I got to tell you, this Kelch guy knows what he's doing out there. He was traveling around, working some of the areas that I used to work for Kokanee, and we were chasing king salmon. Good morning, Nate. Hey, good morning, Seth. How are you? I'm doing well. Tell our listeners what it was like yesterday. started out a little tough. We're all kind of looking in the mirror at ourselves going, hmm, what the heck's going on here?
6: Yeah, I'll tell you, man. We didn't even get a bite for about the first first hour and a half, and then uh, things kind of turned on a little bit for for a little while and then turned right back off again. I mean, the light switch was off and on uh, pretty much all day.
1: Well, that was weird um, weather. We got up there and it was all clouded in. The wind was blowing in the morning. I'm thinking, wait a minute, it's like 85 in the valley. I'm up here freezing my butt off. My brother's putting on extra jackets and a hooded sweatshirt. I noticed you were hooded almost I all turned day the long. Heat the, the <laughs> I
2: the seat on in my truck this morning. Yeah, so
1: well, it gets a little chilly yeah. in the mornings. And it
2: was up at Eagle, then,
1: or at Berryessa, and then the cloud cover started to break. And I think that's when things started to pop don't you
6: yeah most definitely most definitely as soon as we started getting a little flash uh from the sun um we get it down on our dodgers and whatnot and on the spoons you know the the fish are coming around
1: well what was your day like out there what technique were you using and what did you get into
6: well we uh we started off with uh with dodgers and hoochies uh primarily for the for the better part of the morning um picking up uh picking up trout um couple of salmon and, uh, you know, they were, they're really soft striking. I mean, you know, we had, we had, we had a few just keep knocking it off the rigger, but, uh, but we, we couldn't get hooks into them. Yeah. I think there um, were some fish then,
1: that were coming up and slamming their body into it. Cause we noticed several, what looked like hits or after
12: hits.
6: Yeah. And, you know, and it would just knock, knock the rod, uh, we the rod out of the clip and then, uh, you know, nothing home. Um, and then once the sun came up, they, uh, they actually started loading up on the rod pretty good and. You know and, and normal normal king salmon uh, type fishing and doubling the wide over and you know we, we had some fun after that but uh, I'll tell you um, as uh from the beginning of the week towards the end of the week the fishing definitely declined for whatever reason um, you know in the beginning of the week we're definitely uh, we're getting you know 15 to 20 plus hookups and uh here towards the end you know it, it fell off to, to about 10 10 to 12.
1: Yeah, we didn't have that many hookups at the lake. Uh, we only ended up with the three fish to the boat. But I got to tell you, you I, saw I, the fish. I
6: saw that fish you had. Oh, my goodness. That You know, it's
1: not the biggest king salmon that's ever come out of that lake. That's for sure. But it is the biggest fish caught in my boat in over 50 years. That's the biggest fish I've ever seen. Biggest trout or salmon come out of Berryessa that I have ever seen in my own boat personally. That fish... Oh. Made the day for my brother. My brother Paul oh, was no out there doubt. with us. He he just stopped after fighting that fish. The fish was laying sideways in the net, absolutely beautiful. At one point, it was eight feet down below the boat, and the reflection of the sun on it. I thought it was like a twelve-pound rainbow. It was so brilliant with colors, and then it rolled over onto its. And you could see the black head, the black face. It started coming up, and I just went, Oh, don't you even think about losing this. <laughs> don't be coming no, off. No, 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 can't say that. Can't say this. And I said, You lose this, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> and I'll tell you guys I more know, about it later on. Like- but my brother Paul ended up with one, probably a little over seven. I don't think it was eight, 27 inches long. It looked like an ocean king salmon. No question about it. In those years that we had yeah. smaller ones out there. Great fishery Nate and uh, what were you guys pulling primarily
6: well primarily we we're pulling a uh, big big like two watt dodgers um, white green and pink um, with uh, with white green pink hoochies um, primarily you know for the for the better part of the morning and then we uh, we switched over to uh, to optimizer spoons sped up when uh, when the sun came out you know probably like around 10 30 11 o'clock. And uh, we we stuck we stuck with those for the rest of the day. And uh, that's we ended up getting most of the action on, well, was, uh, was, was a power troll bite.
1: Folks, there were a few boats out there. We had about six boats at the dam area when we started there and uh, headed out. We went around by Skiers Cove and uh, started getting some fish out there at the mouth and then on up the side along the shorelines. They're there, folks. They're big. They're beautiful. And you have an opportunity to go out with a guy that catches an awful lot of them with Big Nate's Guide Service. Nate, the depth is really something that we're struggling with right now. They haven't dropped into a tight thermocline by any stretch. We caught our biggest fish at 23 feet, which is strange for a king salmon, but the surface temperature was like 71 degrees, 72 degrees. So probably down that far is in that 55 to 58 range that they enjoy swimming around
6: in. Most definitely, you know, and when you uh, when you said you got that fish up so high, you know, and it was it was you know somewhat later in the day, yeah, um, you know, it was it was surprising to hear because you know we we made our move, and uh, and everything that we were hooking up with was between forty and like fifty five sixty feet, yeah, you know, so that that just goes to show you these fish are going around they're eating wherever the bait's located at. If the bait's up high, the fish are going to be up high. If the bait's down low, the fish are down low. Um, It shows you you also
1: what working in tandem does, too. You were communicating with me. I was communicating with you depth and what colors. Everything worked for us. Get this. I put on a rotating flasher, the circular flasher, with a green green and chartreuse and a green and white hoochie, two-inch hoochie, tipped, of course, with my... Allen Fong anchovy on the barb. And I gotta tell you folks, the green one outperformed everything. It caught almost all the fish. But the last one, the big one, came on white white. A two aught white dodger with a white hoochie with a red bead stuck in its head, making it look like a redhead. Those little hoochies fooled those big fish, and I pulled a five incher for hours out there without a strike. I was looking for that one big mouth and my brother got it instead of me. <laughs>
6: That's good. Hey, that's all right. Care. I when you when you when you told me that your brother got it, you know, and, and the story and everything else, that that was, you know, it almost it almost gave me goosebumps. You know what I mean? I it's it's so great to see when people get into incredible fish like that, and you know, it it really is. You know, it's almost life changing. Well, I'd like you to know, say it's, it's a fish it's of a memory a, they'll never
1: forget. I'd like to say it's a fish of a lifetime for him, like it kind of was for me. But he went up I recommended he go fishing up in Oregon at uh which was it, Ponderay, Priest Lake and Oregon. Idaho. And my, Idaho. my brother went up there well, with the guide. I Maryland had caught I think a twenty six pounder up there and we were really pleased with a Mackinac that size. My brother, forty six
2: pounder. <laughs> I doubled
1: you. He's oh, holding it in his arms. I'm thinking, Why the hell does he deserve something like that? I'm right? the fisherman in the family. Exactly. Well, Nate, how that works. <laughs> so it's a great fishery. I imagine you're going to be concentrating your efforts there instead of out in the valley for a while.
6: Yeah, I'm most most of my trips here for the next uh, month and a half, two months, um, have been booked for Berriessa. So I'll be mixing in some party for uh, for kokanee, browns, rainbows. Um, you know, we we did have one trip out there this last week and got another um, couple of nice browns and and lost a couple. So you know that that fishery is doing good. Um, Comanche still good, but you know, for the most part, most of my interest is uh, is out of Barreza. So, Gee, you know, that, that's where I'll be. I wonder that's why. where I'll be. Big rainbows, big
1: brown. You know, big browns at Pardee, but big king salmon.
6: That's my target right now. at Barryessa. Nate Kells from
1: Big Nate's Guide Service. Give him the hookup real quick.
6: Okay, thanks, Sep uh, You guys can check me out at Big Nate's Guide Service on Facebook. Has all of our photos recent reports information on how to book a trip um, give me a call at 916-860-9180 um you know i have i've got a pretty full uh, schedule but we we can always figure out a date to get you out there and put you on some fish so um it's it's time give me a ring
1: do it folks he works hard to get you fish nate have a great one i'll talk to you again soon
6: okay sounds good fellas thank you
2: 916-860-9180 acep yeah about at 7:15 Jay Lopes posted, now that was easy. I wonder what that means.
1: That means Mr. Lopes is not only heading home for lunch, he'll be heading home for
2: breakfast, for breakfast this morning. Sounds like they're limited
1: and done. The tides have dropped down. They're back to a very reasonable level, and the fishing gets better every day. And yet
2: their boats aren't full. What's wrong with you people? They Go fishing. They'll be full soon. Sur- hey, where's Maryland? It's time for Get a Clue. Get a Clue. Go fishing. Get a clue.
0: you can be sure that guns, fishing, and other stuff will have it in stock. And now, here's today's Get a
4: Clue. Hi, this is Marilyn. Hey, just a reminder, check boat trailer lights before leaving home. If they don't work, it's probably because there's dirt or oxidation on the contact points. Make sure connectors, receptacles, light sockets, and splices are clean and shielded from moisture. A little grease spread on the surfaces will act as a barrier against air and moisture and keep everything operating longer. Between uses, get into this habit. Wrap the plugs with a plastic bag and wind a rubber band around a seal. This can save you all kinds of trouble. And speaking of trouble, carry a jack that can hoist up your boat. You might need it if you happen to run over a pallet that just flew out the back of the truck ahead of you, which then blew out a boat tire and bent the axle. No, the boat didn't flip. A pull-out was close by. We had just picked up Brother Paul's new-to-him, slightly-used fishing boat. So fortunately, AAA showed up within a reasonable amount of time to save us. You do have good premium tow coverage insurance, don't you? Hey, get a clue. Take care of yourself. Stay well. Till next week.
18: Whether trolling for your favorite game fish or searching the depths for your next trophy catch, Daiwa has the perfect reel. See the entire lineup from Daiwa at all Fisherman's Warehouse mega stores in Sacramento, Manteca, and Fairfield.
0: Don't miss a single show. California Sportsman with Sepp Hendrickson is now broadcasting live streaming audio at seps.com and ultimatebassradio.com. And all shows are archived there, too. So now you can listen to live or archived shows on the internet or download them to your iPod or NPT three player for listening whenever and wherever you want listen to us live on the internet anywhere in the world with our new high definition digital sound california sportsman saturday mornings from six to eight now there's no reason to miss a single
11: show i can't wait to spend some quality time with my son fishing this year teaching him about casting how to choose baits, set the hook and how to be safe on the water by always wearing a life jacket save the ones you love a message from california state parks division of boating and waterways
5: Ready to shop at a well-stocked hunting, fishing, and outdoor store? Guns, fishing, and other stuff in Vacaville has everything you need for the great outdoors. Hunting and fishing gear, guns and ammo, and plenty of camo for you hunters. They're loaded with fishing gear and all the accessories and outdoor apparel for the entire family. And now, here's the guy that hears it all over the counter with General Manager Travis Morgan. Good
13: morning, Kent. Good morning, Seth. How's it going, guys? Well, 4th of July is hit it on us like a steamroller. The year's half over. We're all wondering what we're going to do. Well, the 4th of July, I will be headed up to uh, Hornbrook again to go fishing on the Klamath River and goof off for a week for my vacation. But others will be headed to the bay and try fishing on the bay and regular sightseeing. It's going to be fun. It should be nice. We've had a great summer so far. It's been nice and cool. But... Fishing on uh, one end has been good in some spots, bad in the others. Uh, charter boats have slowed down going out of the Bay Area. Um, we, however, are changing our store hours as of July 4th. We'll be open 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. Tuesday through Friday and 9 to 7 on Saturdays. And the range will be open at the same time period. Uh, we'll get, we're going to open and clean as fast as we can. As soon as we get clean, we'll open the doors um you can come in during the summertime we try to keep it nice and cool down there with the swamp coolers makes it a little easier to shoot and in august we will start up classes again we're going to have a general class on um how to buy pistols and come in we'll walk you through the process in a classroom uh, setting we're also going to have how to clean these pistols and rifles and shotguns we're also going to have beginner courses for pistols And we're going to be teaching CCWs. And this will all be done out of the store again without a third-party contractor. So look forward to seeing you here at the store. And if I don't talk to you again, you guys have a great 4th of July. And I'll talk to you soon and see you in the store.
5: Guns Fishing and Other Stuff. You'll find everything you need and more on the shelves of their two big stores in Vacaville at 197 Butcher Road and in Dublin at 6705 Amador Plaza. Don't miss the deals at Guns Fishing and Other Stuff and be sure to check them out on the web at gunsfishing.com
1: And now, more California sportsmen with Seth Hendrickson. Hey, we're back. Marilyn's still hanging out in here telling us how, how we screw up and how we do good. And it seems there's more screw I missed the good. part about how we do
2: good. Yeah, I'm sure there There I was. never Was there a message no, in there? No, she never said
1: that. Yeah. She never said we did good. No, well, that's just the way it is. She slaps her hands. She's got that ruler in her hands like a teacher I once knew. Well,
2: I mean, I know she's taking applications for a replacement, but so she <laughs> hasn't <laughs> gotten any sent in yet. Good luck. Good luck with that one.
1: Hey, you know, we've talked about my trip up there, and I saved a little bit of time just to share it with you a little bit. It, uh, I started to say earlier while talking to Nate, my brother looked at this big fish that he caught, seven yeah. or eight pounds at the time. As far as I knew, it was 12.
2: Yeah, 20. Who cares? Yeah, it was it was gorgeous. It would have been nine pounds if it came off.
1: As I looked at it <laughs> underwater, it looked like a rainbow. When I came up a little bit more, there's no question it was a king, and I said, that is the biggest fish i've ever seen come out of this lake personally yeah do not freaking miss this opportunity and he didn't and he he was listening to me coaching and you can imagine how i coach a younger brother imagine that yeah Yeah, you know twisting his ears poking him around what the hell are you doing at the back of the boat you're supposed to be up by your seat fishing out the side of the boat all of those things especially when it took a (laughs) hundred and fifty foot run off of him He's fighting a fish, rearing back on the rod, just big smile on his face. And I'm the one that took it out of the rod holder. He was getting a coconut off that he had just caught on <laughs> his other rod. And this one popped loose, and I went, Oh, that's Bendo, baby. Yeah. I picked it up, and I knew from that second that this was monster. A little more and weight. I knew it was eight, 10, 12 pounds. It was yeah. just, it's screaming, Paul. Here, take this. Look at the spool. Take this. He finally got it, and I said, Real, just real right now. And he's reeling, he's not pumping. I said, All right, you got to pump. You know, bring that thing down, reel down on the fish. It makes it easier. You're bringing it in, you're seizing the opportunity. And he started getting out, and I'm watching the spool, and it's still going out. So I came up right next to him, and I'm looking at right on the spool, and I'm realizing he's winding one way, and the line's going the other. <laughs> so he's drag, a big star drag on the side of the Pfluger. So we adjusted the drag a little bit, then it slowed down. It's still taking line. And I'm going, my God. So we torqued it down. And I'm pulling it by hand. I can hardly get it out. And it's still taking line when the fish wants to go. I said, all right, let's loosen this up. Let him burn himself out. Just wind and pump and reel. Wind, pump, and reel. It was more than five minutes. We started seeing it. And that's the worst thing in the world when you see that big fish. And you know you got eight-pound test fluorocarbon leader on there. And you're thinking, that fish is going to break that. He's got monster teeth. I said, don't even horse that thing around. When he comes up to the surface, slide him right over the top of my head. And I had the net there, and I missed him. And he flopped. (laughs) You missed him? I was under the fish just coming up on him, and he jumped out of it. And I went, oh, God. And he went right to the prop on the little boat. I said, all right, get him, drag him around. Paul dragged him around like a pro, slide it over my head, Right under the net, I got it. He stared at that fish in the net for five minutes. I swear he was talking to God. Yeah, he was sitting there just looking at that, admiring it. Sat down. He goes, "That was quite a fish." Yeah, yeah. He said that about four times.
2: Well, and we, you know, I mean, all of us close to you know that you know your brother has fought uh, a a pretty ugly health. Yeah, he, with cancer he and, had
1: cancer, inoperable and, cancer, and they beat all yeah. that down with chemo and everything yeah. else. He was
2: so excited to hear last week going to get his new boat, and then yeah. and, 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 and then to see him catch that fish this week. Uh, just a good week to good week for Paul. It really was. He had a yeah. great
1: time out there. Big smiles. I sent the picture in to his daughter. She goes, Oh, he looks so happy. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's you awesome. put a guy in a boat with a seven, eight pound king salmon, he's yeah. gonna be makes a happy. Makes him happy. Guy.
2: Makes him happy. So congrats, Pr- Paul. Great fish. That it was, was uh, it that was, was awesome. quite
1: an experience. We were pulling the, like I said earlier, just the white hoochies behind a white dodger, one aught and a two aught, you know, they're six inches or eight, nine inches long. Slow trolling, but yeah. not even slow trolling. Two and a half miles an hour with the big Dodgers, but boy, were they dancing those hoochies around. Yeah.
2: Hey, a little house cleaning before we go to uh, Dave Hurley. Yes. Just want to uh, remind our listeners, next Saturday, July 1st, is free fishing day. No fishing license required. So maybe book a party, you know, party boat or something like that. It's just cut your expenses. Or maybe you're running away for the weekend, You've got a family member, somebody wants to go fishing.
1: There's another thing going on that people need to know about, that cross Delta whatever is going yeah, on. Yeah,
2: exactly. The Delta Cross Channel, which is right there in lock... And And uh, and that takes you out of the Sacramento into the North Delta, just above Wimpy's Marina, uh, puts you into the into the um, the and the Snodgrass area. But the Delta Cross Channel opened up this weekend. This is about the time of year it normally opens, sometime between Memorial Day and Labor Day. Well, it it opens up an area. uh, You know, if you want to go into the river, you want to go up to Liberty, you want to go up to some of those other areas, uh, and you're launching out of the Delta proper, out of Wimpy's or out of B&W. Pretty easy run. But uh, the Delta Cross Channel is open, so folks need to know that as well. Cool,
1: I'm sure there's going to be a lot of striper guys out there because those fish have to be coming back after this last full moon. Spawn's got to be done or finishing yeah. up. There might be some stupid ones not knowing what they're doing coming back later, but uh, exactly, there is going to be fish in that Delta putting on the feed bag all the way from the Delta to the out in the beaches.
2: Yeah. And they are going to load up, and then they're going to get right back into the routine that they're I'm, in. I'm headed down to the Delta today, Sep. I'm going to go down to uh, Russo's Marina. It's uh, it's Toxic Day 4. And uh, it's a strange name, I know, but it's a, it's a big swim bait. Big bass, big swim bait, uh, big show they're doing. They got Russo's closed off to launching and over 50 booths and the biggest names. And it, it's kind of a different culture in itself and kind of, you know, started with the brown trout guys and and really turned into the big bass guys. and These guys are artists. I
1: I tried to turn it into that. I listened to a lot of you guys talking about these big glide baits and big swim baits and everything. That's why I put out that five and a half inch white hoochie. Well now, yep. One big mouth. That's all I want. One big bite and it never got a touch
2: all day long. Yeah, so I'm going to hook up. the. We've got a new boat. I I happen to have one uh, to hang out with for a little bit. We've got a new Triton 20 XP and it's a it's a really cool bass boat. So it's
1: a commercial boat. That's in all the, the boats ads. It's all the
2: ads. So I've got it, and I'm going to uh, drag it down to the Delta. We'll have it tied up to the dock down there so folks can come see it as
1: well. Come so on down and Drop some food in it. Grind it <laughs> into the carpet if you has Yeah, he it. might
2: as well. <laughs> I assure you he has carpet in that boat. Um, you know, it's going to get washed before it goes.
1: Well, I think the uh, Delta is probably uh, one of those places that uh, people are going to be flooding to right now. With Alan's report on bass fishing, with yeah. what's going on with the stripers coming back down, i think the striper fishing out there there's gonna be a lot of people fishing from shore a lot of people fishing everywhere well
2: that's the advantage of that cross channel opening it gets you away from some of the water ski traffic as well, well
1: let's find out from the man himself the editor of western outdoor news the guy that's the most recent appointee to be on the fishing trip with us on the california dawn on an unknown date the editor of western outdoor news mr dave hurley joins us now good morning dave
12: hey good morning good morning uh Great point, great point with that cross-channel gates opening, uh, Kent. Uh, we do have uh, some stripers now starting to show up in that Isleton area, so yeah. that's been kind of exciting. That's been kind of exciting. Boy, you can't believe the amount of stripes. I just got a picture from the bay. There are stripers top to bottom out there right now. It's just incredible, you know. It's <laughs> just incredible. But thank, you know, you talked to James earlier today, and with one boat going out Thursday, I'm glad you're doing something because... You know, just imagine what it'd be like if fishing was not good at all right now. It's incredible. You know, it's incredible in many, many places. You know, one place I don't know if you talked about today was Pardee. You know, Central Valley Anglers is having their uh, uh, Rust Spot Memorial Tournament, their annual tournament today. You know, Rust Spot, Mr. Kokanee was an incredible guy. And um, lots of Kokanee. If you want to catch Kokanee, go to Pardee. They're not large, but they're plentiful. There are many, many there. You know, all you got to do is go anywhere from uh, the top to 40 feet in the main body. Uh, we got lots of trout happening there as well. Just run your speedy shiners and uh, things are looking good. So if you want to catch kokanee, Pardee, Bullard's Bar, Stampede, if you want to catch some larger ones, go to Maloney's. But uh, the bite is not as fast and furious as it is at these other places. But you got to work for those bigger ones.
1: You know, I don't know if you heard us or not, but uh, everybody had been talking about where the kokanee at Berryessa. <laughs> Somehow, I found one, big, big, big for this time of year—fourteen, fourteen inch and a half inch—and very, very fat. So they're well, they're there and they're available in all the traditional spots. Is my guess we caught it right in front of Skiers Cove at Berryessa.
12: That was really encouraging, you know, because it's been a mystery this year. And another place that was a mystery with kokanee was shaver, but this last week they turned on. The Kokanee turned on at shaver this last week, so that's been kind of an exciting thing. You know, they didn't plant any um, kokanee at shaver for this uh, coming year, and uh, I got an explanation on that. The biologists feel that there's enough of a natural spawn with the high water there that that they're going to be able to carry it through uh, uh, in three years from now. Uh, We'll see. We'll see. But, uh, you know, they did have to make some decisions about cutting things back. Another place that's been a little bit struggling on the coconut has been Don Pedro. But there's some nice fish in there as well. Uh, Do you think it might have to do with the high water and everything spread out right now? Uh, Geez, you
1: know, and we're all talking about, well, everything seems to be happening late. We say this every year. It's late. Yeah, well, look at the temperatures we're experiencing right now. The melt that everybody thought was going to come down a month ago is coming coming now.
2: now. Yeah. So hang in there, folks. There's a lot more excitement coming your way. I was on Folsom Wednesday night just surprised how – absolutely full it was you know I mean just full, barry, barry full, full. s is
1: down 10.8 feet right now mm-hmm. from the going over the top of the glory hole which is in my opinion is full You're right and i gotta tell you it is glorious you just stand there and you know it's like shasta the water's almost in the trees except for 10 feet yeah at barry
2: s well, it's and absolutely talk about beautiful. shasta it's full orville's full um, no shasta's fuller full full yeah <laughs> i mean it's just it's great it's just so cool
1: to dave see. what other opportunities
12: are out there for our anglers? you know comanche is another opportunity as well you know we haven't talked about comanche for a while but there are still trout that are in the you know you have to run into this the uh the main channel you know if you run from 20 to 40 feet with some speedy diners there uh, you get on that lake early um not many trollers early in the morning once the sun comes out it's about 10 o'clock then you're going to get your recreational boaters but that's another opportunity as well you know uh, uh you know, Sean Rainsberger, says April 14th, has put all but one trip, all but two trips, he's had a, a double-digit Mackinac that they've caught and released there. It's just been an unbelievable uh, run up there. He's got a team of trained Mackinac up there to do that. <laughs> just follow him around. That's why he's
1: catching release.
12: It's something. I mean, he's got it. He's up to 17 and a seventeen and a half pounds this week. I he mean, knows
1: it's, what it's, he's doing. There's no question about it. He knows where to go. He knows what to put down there. And he knows they're going to hit eventually.
12: And if you want to catch numbers of Mackinac, uh, and you might get into some bigger fish, Tahoe's just been unbelievable this year. You know, it has been that way for like three years now. The Mackinac fishing has been outstanding. Uh, you know, JD has been doing great. The Tahoe Sport Fishing's doing great. They've been doing great on the North Shore. It was kind of exciting to hear that they're getting some uh, kokanee start, uh, going up there now. Because you know, Tahoe and Donner are two lakes that don't get planted, so you know they all have to rely on natural spawn.
1: I wonder if Nevada Department of Fish and Wildlife is still planting kokanee on their side of the lake. They used to do that. Do you know if they quit or not?
12: I don't know about that. Uh, that's a good question, Seb. I know they've been planting those Lahontan cutthroats uh, the last few years, and apparently they make really good feed uh, for those Mackinac that are in the lake as well.
1: Yeah, between so, that and the Kokanee, they've got a great fodder out there, no question about it. But you know what's yeah. going to happen? Those are going to turn in. It's going to turn into a great fishery with the cutthroat in there. There's no reason that Pyramid Lake quality of fishing can't exist in Lake Tahoe. It's a bigger body of water. It's a lot deeper. There's not as much nutrient in food sources. But if they keep putting in coconut and they put in cutthroat, I can't see any reason that those cutthroat wouldn't be up to ten pounds, twelve pounds easily at full growth.
12: Oh, well, that'd be exciting, you know. And then speaking of uh, a pyramid, it closes here on the thirtieth. Next Friday it'll be it'll be closed until October first. But I know that when everybody gears up to go back up there, October first, uh, you know the boat guys really have the upper hand there. And uh, last fall was excellent, so I know people are looking forward to that as well. Yeah, it's
1: absolutely a phenomenal fishery if you have the opportunity. Pyramid Lake is worth the trip, worth the effort, worth the expense. They have some uh, cabins up there, cabins loosely termed trailers, and places that you can stay right there on the water, pretty close to it anyway, 100 feet, close to the restaurant and everything, so you can get whatever you need, licenses, permits, anything. And there's a bar there too. But I'll tell you what, folks, Pyramid is a place that you need to experience at least once. It's a big body of water. It can be terribly ugly. It can be the best fishing you've ever had in your life without a question. And many, many people have had exactly that, and there's no reason you can't either. And if in fact they do grow, we may see a fishery like that start to appear up at uh, Tahoe, too. And I'm sure JD would be accepting of that.
2: (laughs) Yeah, he makes money on that.
1: (laughs) No question about it. Well, Dave, uh, real quick, we're about out of time. Let's tell them how they can get a subscription to Western Outdoor News and be on top of all the action.
12: Real simple just go to W O N E W S dot com. Digital comes out right. After uh, you'll get a digital on Tuesday, coming out every other week, and then the print comes out be after that. So you can either go digital or print or both. So I uh, uh, appreciate the opportunity to, uh, to let you know what, what we see going on here. Thank you very much.
1: Thanks, Dave. Thanks, and uh, Dave. don't forget, I sent you a nice picture I hope you'll use. I will use it. Thank you, sir. It's very much appreciated. I want to thank all you listeners out there, too, for listening and hanging around with us today. We appreciate it, and we'll join you again right here next Saturday. This is Sepp